Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and welcome to another interseason episode of Sequelizers. I am your host as always, Jack Chambers Ward, and joining me, also as always, it's Matt Stogden. Darling, could you like chill for a sec? Uh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty chill most of the time. Uh and uh speaking of chill darlings, it's Tim Matum. It's gotta make you wonder whether you're really sequelizing her or sequelizing the worm. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Somebody's pissed in my pants. Yeah. Uh, I'm not wearing pants. Why am I erect? (laughs) That's one for the soundboard. (laughs) 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 Because I'm playing you, man. I mean, uh, I've. um, Play like a fiddle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're going to be talking about body swap films this week, listeners. (laughs) Getting towards the end of the interseason, although we do have one extra secret special episode coming up next week, which will give you some details about. At the end of the show. Look forward to that. Mm. So we're not quite diving straight into season 13. We'll also have a break at Christmas, so prepare yourselves for that. But, like I said, we'll leave you on a high with something extra special next week. But before we get to any of that stuff, of course, we'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone on patreon.com slash sequelizers. You can go there. You can, any tier, you get early access and you get ad-free episodes. You get it on the Friday before it goes live on the Tuesday on the public feed. Also on Discord and all that kind of stuff. You get an extra opportunity to chat and all that kind of stuff. There's like a post-show discussion that happens after basically every episode mm. and everybody dives into what they like. And, oh, how come you didn't mention yeah. this specific thing? The, the, the spoiler <laughs> tags for this episode are just going to be filled of, that was so disconcerting having <laughs> someone di- a different voice open the episode. The yeah. art of theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly... It felt weird for me. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you, you got my cadence right and the, like, the ups and downs and stuff. And I was like, this feels very strange. And it was very weird for me not to like just automatically come in as the music fades. Yeah. I was like, I need to sit back from the mic. This feels really weird. Yep. No helicopter parenting here. You had to be out of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It pretty much. Anyway, like I said, you can get ad free and early access on any tier on Patreon. If you go to the £10 tier, you get bonus content. That means entire exclusive interseason episodes. That also means outtakes, movie commentaries during the main season as well. Like I said, season 13 is right around the corner. It's going to be kicking off in January. So get ready for more movie commentaries. We've already selected the films we're doing movie commentaries about. Oh, yes. There's some 
Oh, real stinkers some... in there. <laughs> I, I am Ugh. looking forward to some of those. Good lord. <laughs> Good in, in, lord. A, in a grim fascination kind yeah, of way. Yeah, morbid curiosity, I think, more than anything else. Sadomasochism. Something like that, yeah. That's often how this podcast feels, isn't it? Just, just absolute masochism. Ball torture. Thanks, EPs and VIPs. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you go up to the next tier that's the £20 tier you get exclusive merch and discounts on merch the one and only John Scarrett is designing that merch as we speak we've seen some f- reasonably final rough draft designs and stuff that are looking really really cool if you're a long term fan I think you'll really really like all the cool little easter eggs we're sneaking in and I'm, stuff I'm going to say this now maybe it's a little too much of a reveal hopefully it isn't it's the kind of t-shirt design that's uh, one you can pour over it feels like it should be a poster almost. Mm, we I have like done it. posters in the past. Maybe we'll bring back a poster. Who or knows? Two. Who knows? We haven't decided yet. Maybe we'll do like stickers, all kinds of stuff. In the future. Yeah, we've got we've got pins on the shop as well. If you want to go yeah. and get really high quality, really nice little enamel pins that uh, I showed Ashens, and he was like, "Oh wow, yeah, yeah." I've and had, then he said, "Oh, on the back," and it's like, "Yeah." I've had multiple people comment. So it has the it's the main sequelizers logo. You all know it was like the capital uh, S inside the uh, Roman numeral two kind of thing. Mm. And then that's perfectly cut out with all the little nooks and crannies and like imperfections that John Scarrett put into that design. Then on the back, it has sequelizers, bad sequel sorted, imprinted into the metal because it's mm. cool. And it's got a double pin fastener, so it makes it extra secure as well. So that's really high quality stuff. I know I'm just, we're just shilling merch at this point, but genuinely, <laughs> we, we go out of a way to try and get like... It's eth- eth- Christmas! Exactly. Go and get one. We, we've heard people do that before. We've had partners by... Good. Sequelizer stuff for their for their partners before. So yeah. If, yeah. if you look if a, a loved one needs something for Christmas, let us know soon because we'll need to post it. <laughs> yeah. And postage around the world can be a bastard sometimes. That's very true. We've had like it took a month to get to America. I had we had a set of posters go all the way to Australia and back because they just didn't deliver it and it came back to me in a beaten up old fucking re- reinforced envelope. You know what I like, blame? Brexit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we're we were so well connected to Australia before. Yeah, but Shite Island has a problem. Yeah, and we're the Shite Island. We are. Case. We are. Australia's not great, but you know, why not both Shite Island? <laughs> I think Australia is so much more a continent than an island. That, that's very true. That's very true. Anyway, if you go to the thirty pound tea, you become an executive producer. You get all the stuff I just mentioned. You also get an avatar drawn by John Scarrett. You'll probably see that on various social media posts and stuff. If you're active on the Discord, you've probably seen plenty of them in there as well. You can get it customized to a theme or film of your choosing as well. And uh, yeah, there's plenty of them floating around from these fine folks. The EPs for this week are Martin Calderwood. My hair, it's gone. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> Canis Rufus. And wh- what is this? What have you done to my Mom, ear? Mom, it's an earring. Take it out. Take it out right now. Mick Breen. It looks cool. Oh, don't start with me. And those clothes are going back first thing tomorrow. Oscar Sadler. Why? Everyone likes them. You look great. I look like Stevie Nicks. Who's he? God. Marcus Lindstrom. And what are you doing with this? I'm eating. You cannot eat fast food. Why not? Because it will go down your throat and drop instantly to my thighs. And Josh Vandersloos. This food may make you blow up like a balloon, but it will do nothing whatsoever to me. Oh, Mom! Out of context, those clips are fucking mad. <laughs> all, all these movies, when they're out of context, like, what the fuck am I listening to? 
Uh, if you hadn't already worked out, listeners, that's from Freaky Friday. <laughs> Correct. The, the Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan one. A 20 year anniversary. Uh, I feel old. Because <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is like roughly the same age as me. Yeah. So it's always like a, a rough barometer of like, oh, oh, I'm old. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I've been to rehab fewer times than she has, but, you know. Fair. I'm sure plenty of people. You've got you've got plenty of years ahead of you. I'm sure you can equal the score. That's, that's true. That's time. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got time to make Jack up. Jack said fewer, it. not none. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Actually, that's very true. Um, and of course, the highest tier on Patreon is the VIPs. They get everything we just talked about, and they get to pick an episode for us to fix, either in the season or the season or both, if they stick around for both. Because, oh boy, we've got a lot of VIP picks for the main season coming up. Yeah. And as Tim and I said earlier, a lot of stinkers. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of lot of bad shit coming up on yeah. this season. Some of it, some of it's our fault. Some of it, we we yeah, you know, force it upon ourselves. Thirteen, some, unlucky for some. Yeah, namely us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had some pretty bad selections of films before. There, there, like, there was some. some there's of the worst some stuff fun has been us, to be fair. And also, some of the worst stuff, in my opinion, makes for some of the most fun as a fixer. Oh as yes, a pitcher, absolutely. As, as a listener of your guys' pitches and stuff, like, oh, this is fucking awful. You can't do any worse than this. Yeah. So at least yeah. the bar is very low. It's like, fix Godfather 2. It's like, mm, this was a pretty good film anyway. Like... <laughs> the pressure of that shit, man. <laughs> anyway, the VIPs for this week are Stuart Main. Don't cry, Charlie. It's a dream. We're having a dream. The same dream? We woke up a half an hour ago. I have a dude, man. If we're dreaming, you won't feel this. Ow! <laughs> James McDowell. There must be a perfectly logical explanation for this. Jonathan Firth Clark. Maybe this happened all over America. Invasion of the body switchers. Philip <laughs> <laughs> Morgan. Your mother lets you watch too much television. And last but not least, Josh Miles. Some kind of hallucination. I knew I shouldn't have taken all that Valium. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll be diving into a lot of body swap films throughout this episode, but mm-hmm. a huge thank you to the EPs, to the VOPs, and everyone who supports us on patreon.com slash sequelizers. So, it's going to be a kind of usual interseason thing. If you heard an interseason episode before, we're going to talk about kind of the highlights, some lowlights, the history of it, all that kind of stuff. And in the second half, we'll get into some specific picks and we'll dive in a bit more detail and go through in the second half of the episode. So shall we kick off with, I guess, defining body yeah, swap what, films? What, 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 what we constitutes mean? that? And yeah. there are kind of different types as well, right? So Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's a face swap kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. making a suit yeah. of a woman. Yeah. Just, yeah. Anyway, horror things. Like, no, yeah, yeah. so um, we'll cover a lot of different things, but I think the initial one that we wrote down as a... a, a not too much of a clarification point because we're not cl- um, disqualifying either of these. Mm. They're just different types. And that's a body swap and a body hijack. Um, arguably, it's the same thing. But the point is that a body swap is, as you, in fact, witnessed through the art of performance. <laughs> uh, Tim is in my body. I'm in Tim's body. Jack is watching for some reason, dressed as... A goblin. Um, Wanking in the corner. Yes. Um, but the point is that that's, that's a body swap. Mm. A to B, B to A, that kind of thing. Yeah. A uh, body hijack is, I'm going to possession style in, invade your b- 
body too. <laughs> um, Hold on. Do- God damn you. Bend over, I'm going to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but not like that. Yeah. Well, Inside sometimes. you in a different way. Yeah. Take no. a sip of my juice. Like that. Oh, no, also not that. <laughs> because my essence. Oh, no, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But the idea is then that, uh, you know. That's like, oh, I'm inhabiting the body of a cat. Mm. And it's like, well, sometimes the cat goes into the human's body. Who knows? Or yeah. alternatively, I'm just going to puppeteer you around from the inside as one of our picks later in the in the show, for example. Yeah. Literal so, puppeteering. Yeah. Yeah. So there is that element. And then on, on top of those two things, there is, again, another sort of caveat of, is this a thing that is forced upon somebody mm. through multiple means? Or is it a choice? I mm. I am a wizard and I'm going to possess you now to yeah do stuff yeah yeah usually there's at least one unwilling participant which should make it horrifying yeah i can't think of any body swap films where both parties go into it going yes we want this to happen to be fair the change up is the closest that yeah, really, it really gets. It's more the idea of like Freaky Friday, the 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 Jodie Foster one. It's very much on the lines of, oh, I wish I could live your life. You don't have any. You know, yes, yeah, it's, exactly. It's that well, you wished for it. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So, but I didn't really mean the, it. The monkey's yes. poor wish. Uh, it's then, it's yeah. not informed consent of no. like. No, no, well, now we're actually going to swap your bodies. Well, no, no, whoa, 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 slow down a minute. Yeah, I said it in jest. Yes, or like I've seen. Yeah, I've seen some of the things like. To get through this scenario or door, I have to be you and you have to be me. Okay, mm. well, I guess we have to do this. It's still that reluctance, yeah. right? Because there's a, there's a strange, almost folkloric, I don't want to surrender this vessel and all yeah. my soul. Yeah. It's a, it's a real uh, deep-rooted thing. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, if you dig away at it, and I'm sure we'll talk about examples, you know, because it's, it's an interesting... Uh, sort of trope or or conceit because it really does span a lot of genres where you've got family films and comedies, but you've also got horror films about this. You yes, know, depending on the angle that you choose to uh, sort of take on it, and there is an there's a there's a there's a body horror element, mm-hmm. and there's a just a the sort of pure horror of someone else's puppeting me around. The loss you of know, agency. The loss of agency, exactly. Mm. So there's a lot of, you know, when you when you start, if you choose to take a darker angle on it, there's a lot of territory there for 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 stuff. But equally, it, you know, I think the the examples, if you just say, hey, body swap film, most people, the, the probably the one that most people think of straight away is Freaky Friday. Yeah. Um, I think of, it's one of the two different versions. It's yeah. in the pop culture mindset. Exactly. Because it's referenced so much. Yeah. And that's, you know, a family teen comedy about, you know, it's understand- yeah, understanding your parent slash child better, you know. Walk a mile in my shoes. Exactly. The movie. Yeah. Basically. Whereas every single one of them is more an, in an unintended horror like Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Like, oh my God, Steve Trevor's back in this man's body. Yeah. I'm going to do things to you. <laughs> it's like, please don't. He has not, I don't know if he can see what's going on or realize yeah, yeah, what's happening. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going I'm to tie him up. It's like, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but um, that then gets to the interesting thing that these films very rarely actually cover. 
because of the idea of it being an unintended thing mm. or, a, or an unwilling thing, for mm. example, it's never really always explored, uh, let's say, the methodology or the how, mm. because that's not really that interesting. No. What we want to see is that, oh my God, how ridiculous. Yeah. Daphne is in Fred's body because, mm. you know, uh, Shaggy, this by the way, this is Scooby-Doo the movie. Um, Scooby- Thanks so much for clarifying. Just, just in case. <laughs> I thought you were talking about uh, Once Upon a Time in America. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, so they, they um, uh, switch bodies because they, you know, they're being possessed and then their souls go back and go into different mm. bodies because of a mix-up, basically. Again, unwittingly. And of course, that movie being horny as all fuck. Um, it immediately goes to Freddie Prince Jr. saying, I'm going to look at myself naked. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, the 2000s. <laughs> Dark times. Ah, oh, James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, this is kind of the point. So the, the actual how and why mm. is, is not as interesting as like, ah. And there tends to be a divide in the, if it is the kind of, hey, it's a, you know, comedy, it's fairly lighthearted. And, you know, the, usually the, the method for swapping back is, well, you have to learn that, you know, your oh, yeah, life yeah, ain't yeah. so bad or you should, you know, be more tolerant of your child or whatever. It's usually supernatural in nature and incredibly vague. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, oh, we made a wish and the, you know, hit the magic pinata um, and, and, you know, that we bought from that weird store and now we can't find the store again, Yeah, you know, and then, you know, two thirds of the way through the film, the, the person who sold it to them will show up again, you know, and go, oh, you know, it seems like maybe you're learning a lesson and they go, oh, yeah, we I take really it all are. back. Yeah. 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 Um, whereas the films that actually dive into the nitty gritty of it tend to be more your horrors yeah. and your sci-fis and stuff like that well i mean uh the chucky films yeah child's play yeah, yeah that's definitely. a body swap because yeah. it, i mean again it's a, a a serial killer's you know soul effectively yeah transported into a, a a doll yeah and it's like was that a body swap it's like that's classic body hijack yeah which is not actually a body to be hijacked it's a soul being put into something yes and again it's the whole is it supernatural is it science and it's like mm. well as the franchise goes on it becomes very much like no, it's pure supernatural stuff, and it was always a bit, you know, yeah, kooky weird shit. There's a there's another type that we haven't really discussed that uh, that we're sort of including in our selections and our and our broader discussion, mm. which is the. It's I I I would struggle to exactly d- put a sort of name to it, but essentially your bigs etc., which is. Uh where transformational yeah yeah yeah. where you're essentially swapping with yourself at another point in time yeah click Uh, yeah which you don't really that's just time sped up and slowed down but it feels like it is because transformational exactly so you've got yeah you've got stuff like big and 17 again and stuff like that where again these tend to be fairly light-hearted and they are about you know, learning a lesson of like, don't take life so seriously, or you know, hang on to your be, enjoy being a kid, don't throw away your youth, you know, wishing to be older and stuff yeah. like that. Live in the moment, people. Yeah. But the truth is, it then becomes, wait, wait, wait. So, uh, a preteen boy is now in a man's body. Yeah. Yes, that's trouble. Yes. Uh, or and that what, woman uh, definitely slept with him. Yeah. Or a forty-year-old man's in a seventeen-year-old's body. Yes. Yeah. That's 
Yeah. Not good. And his daughter is hitting on him. <laughs> not good. That's not good. And that's the thing. It's like, ha, 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 comedy hijinks. Yeah. Like, no. Nightmare <laughs> fuel. Are you yeah. ready to fucking mind? <laughs> and that's kind of the thing. It's, it's, it's an interesting one to cover because it's like, well, does that count as a boyfriend? Like, yeah, it absolutely does. Because mm. um, we're talking about the idea of what is at the core of these movies. Mm. And the truth of that is, as you've uh, alluded to earlier, Tim, a message to be learned. Yeah. It is really classic fucking Dickensian <clears throat> Victorian Britain, 1800s. Yeah. Wow, like Prince and the Pauper shit. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, rather than being a role change of like, oh, you know, would, would you would trading places with with you know Ackroyd and stuff like, would you not want to be in this situation? It's like, well, that would never happen. I wouldn't understand it. But well, you happen to look a lot like this guy. Maybe you could switch for a day, and I could see what it's like outside the castle walls. Or alternatively, I don't know what it's like to have a wife. I'm a playboy. It's like, mm. uh, okay, Ryan Reynolds. And then he's like, please don't fuck my wife. I'm going to fuck your wife. <laughs> and then she has diarrhea. And he's like, oh, I don't want to fuck your wife anymore. He's like, this is weird. Yeah. That's the change up, everybody. <laughs> There's an element to it as well. I think actors love this stuff as well. Like pull, pulling out of like the, the actual fiction of the whole thing. Actors playing each other's characters and stuff. They fucking love that shit. I'm going to make a bold statement here. I feel body swap works so much better on TV mm. than it does in film. Now, the reason being for, oh, and by the way, almost every single supernatural or science, uh, science fiction based TV series eventually has a body yes, swap episode. Yes. You come across some fucking artifact in space and suddenly, oh my God, the character's all And that's because it's usually four or five seasons in <laughs> that classic, like 24 episode seasons as well. And the, the actors know each other really mm. well. And the mannerisms are down. And it's cheap to do. It's fucking cheap. It's and a special effect that requires no special effect, yeah. apart from a little oh, bit more wavy hands or something. We all touched the magic rod at the same time, and now I'm doing a really uncomfortable African-American impression. <laughs> and you're like, please, please don't do this. Um, because it's just scripts being switched. But that being said, you have the basis of what that character is, how they are, what their tropes are. Mm. And uh, 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 an interesting example is uh, Red Dwarf, for example, British mm. TV series. Mm. And um, the Craig Charles and uh, Chris Barry switch as the, the actors. They switch bodies. Mm. And, but the voices are kept the same. Mm. The interesting difference here was um, that Chris Barry did a Scouse accent, which is what Craig mm. Charles has. And that meant when you did the dubbing of the voice, it looked like it belonged in his face. It lined yeah. up nicely. And the mannerisms were down because you could tell what was happening. Mm. In a film, you don't always have the time to do that. So rather than being really identifiable characters, what you end up with is tropes. Mm. I.e., I'm a teenage girl. Yeah. Like in The Hot Chick. Or I'm a teenage girl, like in Freaky Friday. Mm. Or I'm a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> in most of these films, it's a teenage girl. Yeah. Um, and subsequently... I'm a boring business guy. I'm a fun party guy. That's exactly it. That, yeah. The change up again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of the point. So even, and, then, and then the problem is, the more you disconnect from that, the more people dial up the script and it becomes a bit fragmented. So for example, in Shazam, which I really enjoy, mm. in the first film it works, mostly, but in the second film it really doesn't, because uh, Zachary Levy isn't doing necessarily a really good teenager 
Mm. Sometimes he's doing a child. And like, mm. oh, that's a weird sentence. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, his, his performance feels younger than he actually is. And by the second yeah. film, especially when uh, the, the Billy Batson equivalent, effectively, mm. the younger version, can't remember the actor's name. He's like pushing 18, basically. Yeah. And, you know, much taller and, and more mm. hench. And he's now a moody late teens, but Zachary Levy's even more like, whoa, guys, come on. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen the other kid act like that. Yeah. Arguably, you can go like, oh, well, when he's in the Shazam body, he's going to be acting differently because he's in a superhero mm. body type thing. And, you know, um, but equally, it's, yeah, Zachary Levy isn't playing the character of Billy Batson that has been established by the other actor as like, yeah. this is what this character is like. He's just playing generic early teen. He does that for the first like five minutes. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my God. Oh, every time I transform, I can't believe I'm in this body. Mm. 10 minutes later, he's just bloke who happens to be Shazam. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're just a mm. dude now. Yeah. And you haven't got this whole thing down to be like, you actually matching the mannerisms of that young actor, yeah, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a good example. First of all, fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck the transphobes, etc. Mm, et sure, sure. Harry Potter with uh, Helena Bonham Carter and Emma Watson. Yeah. When it's not a body swap, kind of. There's not a body hijack. It's a body swap the way that Mission Impossible one has tons of body yeah. swaps. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. It's a it's mask. A, it's a transform into to make yourself look like someone yeah. else. They do the whole. Uh, polyjuice potion thing yeah and helena bonham carter playing herself but played by emma watson and yes. like getting hermione em pretending to be hermione yeah. pretending to be bellatrix and yeah. like having that moment where you can see the emma watson in like beh almost behind the eyes and yeah. slight little pronunciations and mannerisms and stuff yeah and I, those two have talked about how much fun they had doing those scenes mm. and like how much helena bonham carter studied emma watson's mannerisms she mm, would just be there lurking. it is she would just be lurking off camera being yeah. like oh that's how you walk oh that's how you say that word oh you always move your hand when you say that word you always mm. like do a little mm. snap of your fingers or whatever mm. and those tiny little mannerisms can really make or break these kind of performances and it's when as you were saying earlier Matt, with like tv examples of like when actors yeah. know each other really well again this was what like film five in a series mm. of seven so series of eight you get those moments where Actors know each other really well, or they have time to prepare at least and work with mm. each other closely and understand mannerisms and all that kind of stuff. For me, that can really make or break a performance and make it really believable and be like, oh, this does feel like, yeah, I, I can kind of still suspend my disbelief despite the fact this premise is absolute bollocks. Yeah. And sometimes the films go and you're like, fuck it. Suspend your disbelief. We don't care. It, it's bollocks straight off. But there are those moments where... You can, and we'll talk about some in the second half. There's a little tease, <laughs> listens, where you'll get those brilliant performances of like, oh yeah, I can, oh I, oh, I can see what you're doing there. Mm. That's really clever. That's a really nice little touch. There's mm. little subtleties there that I think a lot of actors really like doing. From mm. what I, all the interviews I ever hear from people who have done these kind of films, like, yeah. oh, it's always, I love doing this guy's impression. Mm. I love doing, essentially, doing the quirks of this guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the a, a real masterclass in the whole playing someone playing someone else is um this is tv again uh orphan black oh yeah where you have tatiana maslani playing a variety of clones and obviously it's the same person but each performance is very different per the characters and then you get into situations where it's one clone pretending to be a different clone yes and so you're seeing all those 
okay, so she's doing the performance of, you know, this one, pretending to be that one. And like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a multifaceted thing. Exactly. When you, like you say, when you have that time, when you have the, that connection with the other person that you can do that, it's a really fascinating acting trick, you know, essentially. Yeah. Um, Especially when Tatiana Maslany can body swap with herself. Yes. Yeah. 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 I really enjoy Orphan Black, but her acting in that show is ridiculous. Yes. It's insane how believable it is that they are different people. Yeah. And she is acting against like four or five different versions of herself in yeah. any given scene. It's mad. Yeah. I, I, I also think of um, Fringe. Yes. Um, which I used to enjoy when there was. There's I love two, Fringe. Two ver- because they're dealing with parallel realities and stuff before like that. the multiverse was cool yeah yeah um, <laughs> this was real nerdy bullshit <laughs> yeah you've got different versions of the the same character but then pretending to be you know sort of yeah. doing swaps and stuff like that and evil then, alternate universe version of character a yeah is pretending to be good character a yes. from universe one You're like, yes ah. and then at a certain point You've got Anna Torf playing Leonard Nimoy for a couple of episodes, <laughs> and it's like, what? Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing. As I said before, TV has the time to do it properly. Yeah, because it it requires the audience to understand the characters. Yeah, uh, rather than just presenting them as a as I said, a series of tropes or cliches. Mm. Um, and that's where a lot of it falls apart because it is that multifaceted thing, and. The frustration comes down to you either have a young up and coming actor who doesn't understand how to be old and therefore comes off as stuffy. Yeah. And an older actor who's just like, oh, great, I get to slide on my knees. Like, <laughs> Fucking hell. Good luck with that. Yeah, it does, especially with the age swaps where it's, you know, a Freaky Friday or a, a, a big or something like that. It does really lean into those because the whole film is about generational misunderstandings and things like that, it's it's really, you're dealing with actors who have either got to play much old, much older than they are, which they have no experience of, or you're relying on actors going, yeah, I remember what it was like to be 17. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm you know, 38 now, but I can, I can remember what it was like. And it's like, A, can you really? Yeah. And B... You, yes, but that w- you were 17 20 years ago. You have no idea what it's like being 17 now. Here, here's the thing. Again. I, uh, yeah. I, oh, hello. <laughs> I have younger, well, cousins with the younger kids, or so second mm. cousins. And um, I've obviously worked with younger actors. And you think you're like, yeah, no, I, I get it. I could write for that age. Mm. And then you speak to them and think, nope. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, because two or threefold. The first thing is that, as you said, Tim, you think you remember what it was like. You really fucking don't. Um, and it's the energy and the pacing and the... Uh, just trying to figure out who the fuck you are. When you get to your 30s, you're quite confident in who you are. And um, I think about the body switching thing that tends to not get up as much is that it is a frustration slash fantasy of the midlife crisis. Mm, yeah. And our generation doesn't really have that equivalent of midlife crisis because to have a midlife crisis in theory, you have to be like, I am bored of the stability. Mm. <laughs> I want to go back to high school. And you're like, we don't have stability. stability <laughs> yeah. My kids and my house is like, uh, what? <laughs> and so subsequently, and then they, the children are like, ah, oh, I just want to grow up and be respected. It's like, well, listen here, motherfucker, <laughs> you're not moving out until you're 30. So I don't know what you think is going to happen. And also, 
there's no jobs and the world's on fire. So guess what? You better age up real fucking fast yeah. because you have to. So there is a strange, it, it doesn't have that thing. So I think recently what we've seen is again, there's still a comedy, but more along the lines of the, the horror trope, shall we say, mm. than the, the 2000s. Whoa, what would it be like? Yeah. If I lived as Tim for a while, it's like, would be really annoying. <laughs> it's like, why is that? Because I've got things to do, and so does Tim. Yeah. It's a real inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the most I mean, I, I mean, again, the TV thing, if you think about like uh uh Quantum Leap for argument's sake, which mm. is so many Yeah, you know non-stop body swapping. Non-stop body yeah. swapping. Uh um, definite body hijacking. No, no, because they go to the they got a little holding room in the future for some reason. They, they the, but the body swapping there is very much a case of like um I'm always amazed people can't tell something is off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's part of the performance and the comedy. It's like, oh my God. It's like, when somebody you know close to you, whether it's, you know, a family member or mm. a friend, is acting weird, most of the time you're like, you okay? Yeah. I mean, that is, that's the, the, the sort of the other uh, big leap beyond, or beyond body swapping is the idea that you wouldn't, you know, so many of these films involve people deceiving other people around them whether it is friends co-workers you know even partners of being like yeah i'm a completely different person steering this body around and i'm somehow fooling you yeah and obviously yeah. you know it's that thing of of course you 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 wouldn't leap to oh well, clearly you've been body swapped because in theory <laughs> you're residing in a reality where that is not something that is you know Tim, I always assume it's body swapping. <laughs> if somebody feels like they're a bit sick or a bit off or having like a bad day, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> who and is this? It's become such a like people say, oh, you've been freaky Friday. Like, yeah, it's, it's become such a colloquial term for body swapping yeah. that that film is so like synonymous with it. Yeah, but it's like if someone else was steering someone's body around you, and 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 you were you know someone who knew them well, you would just constantly be like, you sure you're okay? You're acting just like really off. You know, and and in, the, in these films, it's usually like a couple of lines where they just go like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm hungover," or like, you know, yeah. "Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I ate I'm really just having spicy a, food last yeah, night." Yeah, I'm just oh. having a really weird day. It's like, oh, okay. You know, the digital equivalent is basically someone saying or receiving a message that's a little bit unusual. Like, have you been hacked? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. My wife did this to you using my phone not too long ago, and I immediately saw through. Yeah, because of course you did. Because I assumed it was a body swap. Yeah. <laughs> and in a way it was. <laughs> um, here's a quick question for you folks. How old... Well, again, no, I'll mm. reword this. What is the age difference between Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis? Ooh. I was going to say at the time of this, but it doesn't matter. The age yeah, it's it's eternal, it? If, yeah. if it yeah. helps, it's the same age difference between Tim, who's the same age as Lindsay Lohan, mm. and my mum, who is the same age as Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Don't know if that helps <laughs> listeners and Matt and Tim uh, out there. I assume it's 30 years. Okay, bang on 30. Uh, I would say a little bit less than that, but not far off. I'm going to... Uh, 2027? 20, 28. Yeah. Very close to him, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lindsay Lohan was 17 and Jamie Lee Curtis was 45. Yeah. So, yeah, because the logic yeah. has to, in theory, be that, you know, I was in my 20s or 30s, when yeah, it, but yeah. also more important, let's face it, really comes down to, and this is the thing we talk about in, the, in general, the casting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's usually a vehicle for both of these people, but one of them gets screwed because really it's a vehicle for the older actor to do more interesting things. Yeah. 
that's a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're, yeah. you're brought in like the whole, oh, it's Lindsay Lohan film, and then mm. Lindsay Lohan's just stuffy, and you go. <sighs> and Jamie Lee Curtis is pretty wacky in general. Like, she just seems to be in, herself. In, in interviews, she's fucking she's eccentric great. and yeah. mad yeah. and brilliant, and seems to give no fucks. And I don't know if you saw some interviews around um, the last two Halloween movies mm. where she was like, getting real deep into the lore and when people would ask like one question yeah. and she would go off on like a five minute I've diatribe seen, I've seen like, the there's like a super cut of just her saying trauma yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trauma 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 yeah, yeah. um and yeah I, I think you're totally right there's that element where it must be refreshing for the older actor sometimes they get typecast all this kind of mm. stuff and especially older women in in hollywood as we've talked mm. about many times on the show before and the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis gets to kind of let loose and be a teenager in a fun way and get to do something different. It's a role you don't get to play without getting body swapped. Yeah. You're not going to suddenly cast 45-year-old Jamie Lee Curtis as a 17-year-old character. Yeah. But being or able would to... I? <laughs> in voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hello, big mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's an element of that as well, I guess, like having older people and younger people playing different ages in in animation and stuff like mm. that but in general you don't get people playing a character 28 years younger than them no and it must be nice and I, and oh uh, oh sorry unless it's a saw film and... oh yes <laughs> yeah uh tobin bell is just playing the same character. put a cap on backwards uh, now he's a teenager <laughs> 60... how do you do fellow teens <laughs> have you seen this tim no in saw x fuck me it's amazing it's... It? yeah hold on i mean let's go draw this up it is <laughs> insane the idea being that in the film they needed a flashback to a much it's, younger time. Mm. Not only is this film set between Saw One and Saw Two, right? So yeah, which are this about is a flash, years This old is a flashback now. within that to pre-Saw One, right? So Jigsaw is in his like early twenties, and they still got Tobin Bell. I mean, that's wild. I was talking about earlier. We saw it in fucking Napoleon. It's like <laughs> this is twenty-four-year-old Napoleon. Oh, it's me, fifty-year-old Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. And here he is later in life. Hello, it's me, fifty-year-old yeah. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. What changed? nothing <laughs> hairline at best yeah um how do you do kids? <laughs> it literally i have is. seen that and i but i didn't know the context of it i yeah. was just like oh that's great ridiculous yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna bring it to oh, a, how old is tobin bell uh, I, I, I could be 60 he is, something he is 81 years old <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> Christ, I thought he was much <laughs> i I'd, I'd knocked 20 years off the bloke yeah fuck me he's oh. he's playing I said, oh, he's not going to play a character 28. He's playing a character almost 60 years younger than that. What the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> we can't afford de-aging on Saw yeah. X, so backwards <laughs> or, cap it or, is. Or just another Any actor. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Just anything. I love does he does Jigsaw like... even have a canon age? Like, I fucking Maybe he's Benjamin Button. He just stopped at a yeah. certain point. And was like, I'm done now. Um, I want to bring up another little thing here, which is the idea of, again, that moral that moral quandary because we talked about like the i gotta say that, like jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan jamie lee curtis as much as that film is quite fun and enjoyable and blah 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 and he had the, the the script earlier it's weird because they just write the dialogue that Lindsay lohan would have said yes but the performance is different because i don't think jamie lee curtis does an especially good Lindsay lohan impression mm. so you know mom yeah you kind of hear it you know, the whininess is there, but it's not the same thing. Feels a bit dialed up, et cetera, et cetera. You know, whatever. 
but it's also the fact that I think the real problem with all body swaps for me is the 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 reason teenagers act the way they do is hormones. Films say trauma and trauma. (laughs) Films films forget that real fucking fast. Mm. A teenager in a in an adult's brain or mind or physical body, in theory, doesn't act that way. It's yeah. That's the thing is that you know without even getting into like brain chemistry and 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 how your like a body swap would necessitate like remapping the entire brain and stuff like that yeah um yeah like if you go if you turn if your personality is dropped into a teenage body presumably you're still being affected by all the hormones that are racing around in there yeah you know and and equally if you're a teen dropped into a mature person's body you must, sober up real fucking you, yeah, fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah. The back pain kicks in. You're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's the future, you little bastard. Yeah. Why don't my knees bend proper? <laughs> um, I was just thinking about Hot Top Time Machine for a second and realized that's, again, basically one of those dial up, dial down. It's, it's a time travel, yes, but also how it's physically presented there in the teenage bodies again. So anyway, yeah. the thing I wanted to bring up was the idea of the the why behind it and things. And I don't mean from the uh, the script's point of view, but the message behind it. Most of these films are comedies, yes, but there is still a moral behind the story. Like a, a, a fucking Christmas cracker style moral. It's really straightforward, as, as Tim alluded to earlier, the whole like, live in the moment. Cool. Uh, <laughs> global warming's fucking us. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe we should look ahead, you fucking idiots. But more importantly, it's an opportunity, in theory, to make a commentary about... Race, gender, age, ethnicity, financial status, all these things about which you cannot understand until you have, as I said earlier, walked a mile in someone's shoes. And even then, are you walking a mile in someone's shoes? So it comes down to the Always Sunny episode where they inhabit the bodies of a load of African-American people. And it's like, (laughs) and and Danny DeVito's character is like, I'm desperate to say the N-word. It's like, you're absolutely not going to do that. Jesus. Like, but I, I can now. It's like you, you cannot do that. <laughs> they're just, you know, it's just Dan DeVito. And that's kind of the joke. It's like, you know, it's parodying the whole idea of the body swap mindset, etc. Whereas most of the time it's supposed to be about, you know, the, the, the wisecracking jokes and the silly fun things. It, 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 so, for example, nobody, when they wrote, shot, and released Big, was thinking, God. Wouldn't it be fucking really terrible of us to put in a sex scene? <laughs> Everyone just thought this would be really funny because what a yeah. what a weird situation to be in, right? Yeah, yeah. Ha 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 ha. Not no. That's yeah. that's so fucking weird. And and that that's the innocence, but also similarly like the idea of wouldn't it be strange, okay, if this rich old white man was inhabited by an a, a, a poor young African American man. It's like, mm-hmm. Right. He would learn very quickly. No, I don't think he would. <laughs> I think he would just be the same rich prick in a different body yeah. and angry about it. And then when he got back to his white ass body, would be doubly racist. Yeah. Because he'd be like, Yep, I did that. Yeah. I lived it. Not that bad. You're like, Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, There's a film called Down to Earth where uh, Chris Rock dies. Um, <laughs> it's not Chris Rock, but it might as well be because just, you know. Chris Rock. He's be- yeah, basically playing himself. Yeah, stand up who dies. And then he's like, well, we got a body we can put you in because we-, we took you too soon. You probably would have been all right. It's like, who? It's this old ass fucking white rich dude. And it's the whole like, oh my God, he doesn't understand. And he's talking different. It's like, 
yeah, that's that's unusual. But that doesn't mean that Chris Rock then understands the way of old rich white people and goes, you know what? Some people have had it too good for too long. <laughs> oh my God, what the fuck are you saying? Um, so it's this weird sense of the, you know, the exchange of perspective, which is what traveling does in theory. The idea that to broaden your scopes of who humans are, to meet new people, to go to new places and realize, holy shit, everybody's kind of the same. Mm. Scared and worried about their own family, kind of hungry, a mm. little bit horny, and just awful, awful people mostly. Mm. Um, people are, are nice at the end of the day. They're just trying mm. to think, but they, do, they go about things in a different way of cultural mm. shock and blah, 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 blah. And films sometimes want to play with those themes, but only slightly, even in yeah. horror mm. or in comedies, it's touched upon very rarely. It's only when you get something that's really a deep dive, like some of the picks we have later in, it goes like, well, hang on, what would this actually mean? What would this look like? How monstrous is this? How much would this have an actual effect on a human's psyche or persona? Mm. And those ones, again, I don't want to say without giving away what we're talking about, are the ones that are more action, crime, horror-based because mm. they're trying to say something serious and say, that would, that would mess with your face. I'm sorry, mess with, mess with your brain yeah. to look in the mirror and see someone else. Yeah. To not know that that was you. Which, again, you can use that as a platform for so many interesting talking points from uh, trans identity to, or uh, passing, for example, sake, mm. um, where it's where that, you know, lightest skin African Americans have been passing as, as white people and like, mm. well, I don't want to have to suffer the bullshit and, yeah. and, the, and the oppression, so I will this. And it, mm. it's, it's interesting talking point, but most films aren't doing that. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's very telling that almost universally the films that are lighter comedies and stuff like that and the ones where the lesson, where, the, where there is that moral of like, yeah. you just got to understand each other better. The two characters that swap tend to have a quite close relationship anyway. That's true. It tends to be, you know, parent and child or best friends or whatever. Yeah. Rob Schneider and, and a hot chick. <clears throat> and <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> where there is more distance between the two characters, those tend to be your sci-fis, your horrors and things like that, because it is that thing of like, but how could you understand like you, it, 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 the, the, the body that you are thrust into is so much more foreign and the confusion is so greater, you know, e uh, sort of even as terrifying as it would be if you actually face the reality of a body swap. But like, yeah. if it is your child or you, you know, your, your parent or your best friend, you're like, well, I know who this person is and, you know, I'm, you know, especially if it's a, a swap situation, it's like, I trust them, broadly speaking, to pilot my body around, you know, because they're someone I'm close to, you know, we're, we're both in a ter this terrible situation, but we don't want to, like, completely destroy the other person's life, yeah, you know, and, and, and all these kind of things. And, you know, there is a certain amount of uh, responsibility of, like, piloting it round. Well, um, yeah, this is, this is absolutely it, because this is what people don't want to talk about in these films, because mm. you want to allude to it as a funny joke, like in mm. Jumanji, mm. with the whole, like, hey, guys, look at my penis! i got a mm. penis sticking out of this body! It's mm. like, that's hugely weird. Now, that's a body yeah. hijack, because they're, they're embodying avatars, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like in the film, Avatar. avatar. Yeah. Um, but then you have the sense of, like, uh, like the three of us switch places for arguments. Mm. Like, I 
uh, maybe actually to be fair maybe i wouldn't feel this because the social anxiety might leave me mm. but i think we're all quite socially anxious people so that might just fuck us in different ways but the idea of like oh no i need a shit i trust you both to wipe <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> but 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 and the but is important here get it oh, i um, get it i get it there's the age-old debate of how do you wipe your butt and this is the thing you go from like going back and you're probably like oh what have you done yeah, it's like, what, what do you mean? What have I done? It's like I don't know, but this feels wrong. You yeah. don't. Oh, oh, oh. Are you wiping front to back, you maniac? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's back to front. What do you mean back to front? That's crazy. Why, Why are you not cleaning that? the inside? <laughs> Why didn't you use the bidet? Yeah. Why you used the bidet? I didn't even know you had a bidet. Yeah. 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 Here's here's one that's again films don't cover as much because you shouldn't have to. But I'm going to talk about it. Mm. What is the moral quandary? The change up tries to talk about it and really doesn't. If you're in a body that is not your body, say Tim mm. is in Jack's body and Jack sees something that Jack may find attractive, Tim may not, who knows, mm. and then Jack's body becomes aroused or Tim's body makes, Tim's mind makes Jack's body aroused. Mm. Or something. The point I'm trying to get to is mm. like, what does that do? When you're like, oh, I can now very much physically feel the engorging in my trousers. <laughs> because then you're like, this is so uncomfortable. This, it's, it's, it's not just a case of, oh, how awkward, how quick is it? Yeah. That's full-on nightmare fuel yeah um, especially because we don't know what fuels you matthew <laughs> that's the question i, I, I think tim embodying me will be like yeah fair enough whatever cool matt oh my oh, god. god but yeah. is that might is that yeah. me and your body making it terrified or the idea that you're in my body so, like, so are you oh, saying, no, you saying primary arousal occurs in the brain so if i possess you in a in a body swap hi, i hijack your body yeah, I can. I then, for want of a better phrase, control as much as you control that. What arouses the, the puppet, the, the meat puppet? That These are the questions. <laughs> that, as, as Tim said, how do the synapses connect? Or, or, or are the synapses so and the the whole bodily connection so <laughs> worn out, if you will, Matthew? Considering yeah. you're a hundred and whatever years old, yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that, against my will, despite the <laughs> fact I'm hijacking your body, give you a bonus? And I'm like. Oh, that's what Matt's into. That makes sense. You've seen The Mummy, right? <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> the corpse reanimates itself and just goes, Anaxinamon. <laughs> uh, but no, but basically, it, it, and the reason, by the way, you think, this is gone off on a tangent. No, this is what the film does. And the film, know, the film, these films know they can't talk about these things because it's fucking ridiculous. So you get a few throwaway jokes and then it gets cast aside. Like, oh, this is awkward. I've got to go to the bathroom now. Oh, no. I'm feeling something for my wife, but I mean your wife. I mean, oh my god, I don't even know what's going <laughs> oh, on. No. And it's like, Awkward. oh. Um, but if you stop and think about all the little nuances and personality mm. tropes and how you walk, how you carry yourself, and I say from a performance point of view with that Helen Bonnet thing with Emma mm. Watson, you can have a lot of fun with it. But mm. if you're, and this is where I get a bit of weird rant here. If your film isn't saying anything. What's the fucking point? <laughs> and it goes back to a really weird early 2000s Nickelodeon of like, why are we doing this? Oh, I just had an idea for a show. It's like, why do you keep having these barefeeted, like, let's face it, preteen <laughs> girls getting cream pie in the face? Thank you for saying in the face. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, 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 a cream pie. Um, but basically, mm, that's a salty surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> like, like, for example, it's always like, you know, with um, uh, Victorious or iCarly or that kind of stuff. 
the idea was like, you know, and then it became out like, oh, their producer was fucking weird. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, they fall in a vat of jelly. Oh, what a crazy thing to happen. Take a sip of my juice. Jesus Christ, Jack. <laughs> um, but the point I'm trying to get to is like, if it's just this weird, I'm an old 50-year-old producer, I'm playing out this fantasy, let's let's puppet string it. It's like, well, what's the point in this fucking story? It's just a comedy. That's Adam Sandler logic. <laughs> and that fucker even made sense in a lot of his films where he tried to do different things. So, uh, speaking of which, Little Nicky. That's got some body horror stuff. It does, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and some uh, and some possession things and some body swapping. Mm. Uh, it's mostly again that you know, Nikki being inside um, those two headbanging metal dudes mm. and doing bad impressions of other characters and things. Yeah, so the, you get that kind of or, or, or Dana Carvey being. I can't remember which character he's playing. He's a basketball referee and he's meant to be playing as, I think, maybe Reese Evans. I don't remember. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm. But the point is, you know, why is this here? It's like, it's a really cheap, as you said earlier with the TV thing, cheap thing to do. Yeah. It's a gag. People understand it and go, ha ha, ridiculous. Can you imagine that? Yeah. No, because I am imagining <laughs> it. I'm just They're told looking you. at each other's junk. Yeah. And, and again, the, the, the body swapping in, in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle and Jumanji, The Next Level, mm. it goes to like, oh my God. I'm, you know, a scrawny teenage boy, but now I'm the rock. Mm. Now I can punch this fucking jock character I'm not happy with as a friend of mm. mine. And, and, you know, now he's a little nerdy guy. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm really strong. Now I'm a horse. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> if you haven't seen <laughs> Next Level, that might feel like it's a joke. It ain't. Um, it's a, and then, you know, there's like, oh, I'm, now I'm going to do an impression of, you know, Danny Glover. And Danny DeVito with the two mm-hmm. older men who also inhabited mm. those roles. Yep. And switched them around. It's like, oh no, but I always play, I'm Jack playing a teenage girl. And it's like, mm. well, now you're in this one. Mm. Um, and again, that moral quandary there is supposed to be, um, I think it's very different between like a, almost like almost millennial, almost Gen X difference between the two Jumanji films. Whereas the Jumanji sequel is like, maybe we should see things from different perspectives. And having seen how important this is and how interesting it is, I think we're going to learn to understand each other a bit more. Jumanji from Gen X's point of view is like, fucking leave your kids alone, they're going to die. <laughs> real horrifying, real fucking bad. And you're like, I mean, yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, I may say that most of the films don't have a, 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 a way of doing it. I, um, I say the possession idea, something that's capturing you and enslaving you unwillingly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the sort of the, 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 the weird offshoot of body swap is that you have films where characters get possessed. And in that case, it's usually some kind of malevolent entity. But, you know, occasionally you get, you know, something like a Bill and Ted uh, in Bogus Journey where they, uh, what's it, he possesses his dad and... I totally yeah. possess my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that the guitar is yes. like an old clapped and he... Ding, ding, yeah, yeah, ding, yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> Fucking... That silly stuff like that, for example, is like, yeah. ooh... You've had time to develop this character, and it's especially in the sequel thing yeah. as well. Um, that it feels. <laughs> I I totally believe you, dude. Yeah. Oh wow, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've since I was like, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's a great impression of like a, a fucking Keanu Reeves nonsense, and I think yeah. that largely works. But it, but it, again, it's it's that thing of like, with a film, you need to ha- the characters need to be pretty broad for that to play unless you've had that time to build up the characters and, and yeah. 
uh, and stuff like that and or it's you know it's happening over the course of mm. a series of films rather than just the individual one yeah um and i think that is where a lot of these films fall down unfortunately is that when you when you stop and start thinking about it either you get hung up on the metaphysics and you go hello <laughs> <laughs> but wait what about issues of consent and wait if, wait if, how do the bonus work if, um, if, if i'm in the cat's body how would a cat understand standing up? Yeah. I don't understand. I, no. It's like, and then, yeah. you know, an actor going, Meow! and it's like, no, 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 that's yeah. not what happened. That, no, the cat would just probably yeah. have a uh, flop. Yeah. It would like, it's, as I always point out in horror films, everyone would just be sick. Yeah. You just vomit and then pass <laughs> out and go into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> if in doubt, pass does, out and go into does, a coma. Does uh, Kevin Spacey's character from Nine Lives spend the rest of his existence wanting to shit in a box? That's what Kevin Spacey does now, I think. Yeah. Um, From his latest outputs, yeah. Yeah. I would say that there is, a, just to cap this off for the first half, Tim, you kind of alluded to that again mm. very, very neatly there for me to segue into. Um, how do you end these movies? As you said before, well, we'll just try running at each other real fast. Ah, oh, it didn't work. Oh, mm. I have to see things from your perspective. I didn't realize it was so difficult being, look to notes. You. <laughs> okay. Old as fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But this is where it gets interesting because there'll be a bit of back, bit of, bit of back and forth. I'm not Scottish. Bit of back and forth. And then eventually what happens is, oh no, but I really do want to go back to my life and I respect you now. Blah, fucking blah. Not really drifting true. into Scotland a lot. I know. Yeah. I don't know why. But Body swapped. Oh shit. John bloody Hannah. I've been rumbled. Blah, fucking blah. <laughs> I've been rumbled. Um, no, but specifically, it's that autonomy mentioned earlier, that, that bodily autonomy. And if I think about something like, for example, Jekyll and Hyde, which some people say, like, I don't know, that's a body swap. It's like, most definitely kind mm, of is. Yeah. Not, not in our Dark Universe version where it's just the same character, but the evil, mm. the corrupt part of him. But if you think of Nutty Professor, for example, mm. the, uh, the very much the Eddie Murphy version around the arse, because it's a yeah. full physical transformation. Yeah. And then it comes down to control mm. of I want to keep control and I'm staying yeah, yeah. here. Mm. That's where it gets down to because almost all of these guys are oh my god, we have to change back. Yeah. But wait I'm late for my appointment <laughs> I got a meeting. Oh Me? no My I... school's on fire It's know. the talent show this weekend <laughs> I don't have any talent Damn right you fucking don't. Um, you can't dance mom Oh my god, my mom can dance! Eh. <laughs> um, it's the fucking dance from Mean Girls. <laughs> oh, with Jamie Lee Curtis instead. That'd be alright. No, it's the dance from True Lies. Um, anyway. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Still has Arnie in it for some reason. <laughs> Sitting there in his dark armchair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really weird now that I've said that because Lohan was 17 at the time. Moving on. Anyway, but the point is that specifically... Um, that, that, that control and want to go back and things and, and that possession. As the night professor is about, I want to become the sole occupant of this body. I mm. want to become the driving force. Most of these things, that's where the tone and the genre kind of fits in because it's the whole wacky hijinks of, oh, I want to change back because I can't have this. And, mm. Or maybe it isn't so bad being, yeah. well, I've got some money now. Oh, you know what? I can make all my, go over all my mistakes and, mm. and rectify everything. Or it comes down to, no, I'm not. I'm not giving this up. 
Mm. Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. I'm never giving this up. <laughs> um, or, you know, in the Chucky mindset, it's like, eh, I'm better in this body. Yeah. I prefer to be this. Um, so once you have that, that feeling down, it, it, it changes up the tone of it. Like, uh, again, Wonder Woman 84. It's like, I have to, I have to leave this body. No, don't, don't leave, please. <laughs> please. I'm crying. Thank you, Gogodo. Um, <laughs> acting. Acting. Imagine. Yeah. Enough body swaps to fill the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she's like, I, I'm, I'm wish my wish. Get out of here, you. Mm. And then she bumps into that guy and she's like, hey, dude. <laughs> you know who I am? No. I remember nothing of that time. <laughs> Family miss you? Well. And <laughs> over, I'm going to fuck you. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Um, but it is the case of like, oh, I, I, it's what a heartfelt, sweet, wonderful thing to do. It's like, not really. You're hijacking that body mm-hmm. it's the whole we should feel probably some sympathy for these terrorists who decided to give back the plane it's like ah uh, i don't think they should have hijacked the plane in the first <laughs> place it's like yeah but i feel sympathy for them now it's like cool get off my plane <laughs> anyway ramble on a bit um probably time for us to talk about a um a selection we if you're thinking to yourself you guys haven't mentioned insert name here yeah we know <laughs> we been, always do this yeah we're dancing we'll, around we'll it. get in the second half and worry. then we get to the second half and we still don't mention they go you didn't mention yeah. this like, yeah. <laughs> we know we'll get there so I'm going to kick us off with not Freaky Friday but just Freaky back in 2020 <laughs> the porn parody time <laughs> to get freaky indeed I want to talk about a film starring Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton and they body swap and oh it's my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's entertaining for what it is, but it does kinda lose steam halfway through. But essentially the premise is and this kinda ties into what I was uh talking about a lot with uh, what we watched recently. If you're on Patreon, you heard that episode a few weeks ago. Vince Vaughn is a serial killer. Catherine Newton is not a serial killer. <laughs> the character played by Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. And they Oh, body swapped. So you get Vince Vaughn being a teenage girl, which is quite entertaining, mm-hmm. and Catherine Newton being in the body of a serial killer, which is less entertaining. But Vince Vaughn does a good job of being the, the embodiment of a teenage girl playing a 45-year-old, six-foot-four man, because mm-hmm. yep. Vince Vaughn is old and very large. <laughs> <laughs> something I know something about. <laughs> and... It's this nice thing where you not only do you get the body swap of the age, you also get gender, and you also get the serial killer element, which turns it into the kind of horror comedy premise of the entire film, basically. Yeah. And it does have an irritating thing where Catherine Newton's character has like a, oh, she's not cool at high school, and then she goes through a quote-unquote transformation and is suddenly the, the sexy cool girl at school, mm. when she looks exactly the same and looks like Catherine Newton the whole time. So it's like, <laughs> uh, oh, you took off your glasses and now you're all pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also you're being steered by a serial killer. Yeah. 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 Um, the bliss- that's, what, that's what boys really want. In a way, Tim, yes. Because so, yeah. Catherine Newton is quite like, when it's Vince Vaughn's character, the, the Blissfield Butcher being mm. Catherine Newton's character, suddenly going to high school and like not taking any shit and being very aggressive because serial killer in his 40s you do get some great moments and some good like teenage high school drama type stuff Mm. 
but it does just kind of devolve into like silly bollocks in the second half and you lose a lot of the tension and the kind of interest have you have you seen this you I have, yeah. nodding it goes that, a bit yeah. terminator it does a bit yeah Where it's like yeah. i'm it's like i don't think vince vaughn's like some sort of fucking because you're a serial killer doesn't mean you're a fucking john wick there seems to be this level of like i'm very capable physically of killing yeah because you're a six foot plus tall dude who no takes the opportunity to kill people in certain circumstances <laughs> not you can yeah. do this in this body. Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. Yeah, he, it goes like full, not full action, but yeah, Terminator is a good way of describing it. Like he goes from, oh, it could be like a Michael Myersy type where he just kind of lurks and stabs people to physically unstoppable monster and turns into yeah. Jason or the Terminator. Like it's a full thing. And I don't think it earns that, to be honest. And he does a whole like fakes his death thing that is fucking overused in like Friday the 13th and stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, but I do like the performances. I think the central two performances are generally strong, and I think it's a it's a clever title. The fact it's just called Freaky, I'm like, ah, I see what you did. Mm-hmm. And the 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 general premise of it is like, uh, again, like I talked about um with what we watched recently, doing a spin on a horror thing, and maybe we'll get onto that in a later pick. Possibly. Ooh. Uh, I think it is what kind of gets me into horror. And I, I so often bounce off of your typical slasher stuff or your big franchise. I've never been into Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all the kind of typical big horror stuff. So many people, mm. we mentioned Child's Play earlier. Couldn't give a shit about Child's Play. But the weird, quirkier, twist on a premise kind of horror stuff or the elevated horror of things mm. like the A24s and whatever. Happy Death Day comes to mind. Sure, yes. A yeah, very yeah. similar, like, it's the whole like, oh, I get murdered and it's a time loop. It's like, mm. not just a time loop thing, but there's this added serial killer mm. and it's like, yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. I think Happy Death Day is an interesting example um, because you get that kind of element to it and same director, by the way. Christopher I was going to say that. Christopher yeah. Landon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that that little twist on horror stuff, if you're looking for something that is a little bit different, but is kind of playing with a lot of the tropes, but but balancing it quite nicely, like I said, I think it loses steam and, and kind of loses itself in the second half. But I think the the opening, like, half an hour is really, really strong and has a really good premise and sets something up that could have been really, really interesting. And if you're a big mm. horror nerd, I'm sure there's a bunch of references I was not getting and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think it it works really well in that you change so much for those two characters, as we'll talk about in some of the picks and we've talked about in the first half as well, when you change big age gap, gender change, mm. race change, role changes, so like, you know, parent to non-parent and all mm. this kind of stuff, like big changes between the two characters. I think that's where you get a lot of the more interesting things not only out of the actors but out of the script as well and i think mm. that that's a, a positive of this film for sure mm. i i have a question actually because i've not seen this um i i can totally picture in my brain the like oh she's you know quiet and withdrawn at school so when the serial killer takes over her body and makes a big personality change people are just like oh you know teens change personality sometimes and explore new identities and yeah. uh, now she's popular does it delve into much like what her parents think of her suddenly being a serial killer yeah. or like him having to deceive them or anything like that or does it just kind of skirt over that stuff it mostly deals with her like murdering her bullies and stuff yeah yeah um there's some good kills to be fair as well there's mm. like a 
freezing like a cryotherapy chamber murder right. that's, that's quite good but yeah it does not hang about with much of the like philosophical yeah. discussion of like or, or, or just how or, she or manages to like or how he manages to deceive the people in her life kind of thing i'm trying to think which should work it's, it's a, a psycho- stuff. Ther- uh, sorry uh, uh, a psychopathic individual or a sociopathic individual mm. anyone goes serial killer mentality usually tries to blend in yes they the dharma sort of thing as it were mm. it's like you know yeah they're a bit of an oddball yeah outwardly yeah or charming outwardly yes um i can't remember when zach efron played recently oh bundy. Uh, bundy, yeah. bundy yeah and it's the whole like oh it's just a nice cool gun guy yeah it's like no no <laughs> no but that's the point you 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 assume what serial killer means but so it as jack said it doesn't really dive into that sort of stuff yeah it's more preoccupied with the whole oh no vince vaughn has to kiss this boy yeah <laughs> it's yep. like all right yep yep um so you, we do see a bit of her mum. i think her dad died a while ago mm, and yeah. she's, she's a widower and stuff like that that's part of that mm. but there's they're not particularly close if i remember she I don't know if she's explicitly abusive, but like they have a fairly distant relationship. Right, so they so don't necessarily yeah, dive into like, yeah. it's oh my God, you're so different mostly. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Good, a good point. It might, it might even be like a, you know, maybe let's not have them be super close so we don't have to deal yes, with we that don't shit. Have, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we can just have Vince Vaughn yeah. in Catherine Newton murdering, yeah. murdering teens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There's like abusive teachers and like a bunch of school bullies yeah. and stuff. It's like, yeah. It's, 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 it's a, a revenge fantasy. Like, yeah, oh, oh yeah. I wish I could do this. But also, like, but it's not me. Yeah. Catherine like, we'll Newton's, like, making a weird little groove for herself as, like, a, a teen murderer because she's got that Diablo Cody um, uh, Zelda oh, yeah. Williams film coming out where she's uh, Frankensteining a boy together and doing yes. some murders, I think. I mean... Or at least some grave robbing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> at the very least, ghoulish behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's called Lisa Frankenstein. It is called Lisa <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah, great title. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my pick. Go for Freaky Friday. But go for Freaky instead. Ah, ah. You, probably, you probably know Freaky Friday at this point. It's a nice little twist. It's a little horror concept. I think it's a perfectly kind of fine disposable three out of five. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. If you yeah. need something to just chuck on and have an okay time with, mm. Freaky. I didn't want to do Freaky Friday. I want to do something slightly mm. different. So yeah, went down the Freaky route. Oh, if you will. Speaking of freaky roots, <laughs> Jack, 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 a cert- certified freak, seven days a week. <laughs> Matthew, how about your first pick? I'm going for something quite sweet um okay so mine plays on a lot of the tropes and all the expected things of a body swap but with a real emotional fucking gut punch and some additional science fiction elements that make it a little more complicated so the film question is your name the uh anime movie from it's called tim yeah tim the movie tim tim the anime uh no tim no, uh, the um, the Makoto Shinkai film from 2016, Your Name, which I still hope is not being made by fucking J.J. Abrams in a live-action version. <sighs> Can you imagine? Boston. Good luck. Um, no, so the idea is that uh, there are two teenagers, uh, Taki and Mitsuya, and that one's a boy, one's a girl, one lives in the city, one lives in the countryside, and they live very different lives, and they body swap! Whoa! And... Typical scenes where the boys and a girl's body's like, oh my god, titties, because you know, <laughs> and he's like, no, I will respect her. I'm not gonna do it. Then 
the 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 girl's sibling comes in and he's just fondling them and then crying and saying, I, I can't I, I can't <laughs> can't help myself, I'm sorry. Um Welcome to anime. Anime. Anime, motherfuckers. But they leave notes for each other on each other's like books and things like that. What the fuck? Who's writing is this? The friends immediately know something up because of the way that in the Japanese dub, it's like, Watashi was like, what the fuck? Watashi what? What the fuck? <laughs> Orewa? Yeah, there we go. Which is basically the other way of saying, I am. Mm. But in different dialects. And it's like, that's not you. That doesn't feel right. That's really fucking formal. Um, and so subsequently, there's that element of like, these two live so far apart, they never meet. And they decide to travel to meet each other. Like, okay, we'll meet up on this day and find each other. No problem at all. And then you learn that there's also a, a slight time delay. And when uh, Taki gets to where Mitsuhurst from, the town is gone. It has been hit by a meteorite and is obliterated. Like, what the fuck? It's like, oh yeah, that hasn't happened yet for her. It's like, Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh my God. So this whole thing goes into it, and there's, they have a bit of a crossover. It's really sweet and really gets... It's such a really powerfully fucking great... It is great. ...animated film. Um, but it takes the body swap thing, as they all the usual tropes. The friends don't get it. You need to clean up your room a bit more. And you know what? Oh, my God, I'm a shrine maiden. I can't do these duties responsibilities. I live in the city. I'm not used to having country life. You know, I'm not used to having siblings. I have the autonomy when I don't talk to my dad very much. Blah, 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 blah. But they also fall in love with each other and they've never met before. Because you mentioned earlier about Tim about how there's that usually these people know each other. Mm. Not these two. Mm. And the film, I won't spoil it, but the ending is magnificent. And it's so weird how we see the crossovers working about, you know, wait, there's a time difference. Therefore, there's an age difference and all that sort mm. of stuff. Uh, but when it plays out at the end, it's, 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 it's glorious. But it has literally every trope you'd expect. These kids want to, in fact, fall in love. They want to know each other. They mm. get used to each other, but they've never actually met. Mm. You just live their life for a while. And that then does explore that thing we mentioned earlier of what does it mean to be in someone else's life, to feel what they're going through, the struggles, the issues, the, um, the, the quirks, as it were, while still both being teenagers. Mm. So it's still school, still mm. same shit. One's good at math, one isn't that kind of thing. Mm. It feels like a, a weirdly good metaphor for like online friendships. Ooh, where very it's good. like, I know all these things about you, and yet I've never actually spoken to you face to face. And like, I might not even know what you look like. All I know is like an avatar or whatever. Precisely. And that's, that's actually a very good point because it's mm. the whole uh, them leaving notes for each other. Because the first thing they just wake up and think, wow, what a weird dream. I was a girl for mm. a while. Mm. And then it's like, no, <laughs> we were both switching. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, what's your name? And what's you're doing? And, and mm. don't do this and stay away from that. And mm. so on and so forth. And there are these instructions and rules. You have to be here. We should meet up and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. As you say, it does have that absolute digital age mm. relationship and long distance sort of thing in that respect. Um, and as I say, it's, it's not creepy. Mm. It's not, and uh, it's Japan. There are some creepy moments. <laughs> yeah. um, it's not aggressive. It's sweet. There's some huge melodrama. There's lots of like, uh, you know, mm. I can fix your life. It's like, please don't fucking meddle in my life. <laughs> Everything's fucking fine. It's like, not fine. And again, that's a very much a, an early relationship thing where you're like, it's almost like an arranged marriage. Mm. You're sharing this life in, in an essence. Um, and you have to understand that person and get to know them as much as you can. Um, but because it's, it's been forced together. It's not saying like, oh, well, we want this. 
But then, like we mentioned earlier, that, that, that possession aspect of who takes control of the autonomy, they don't want this to keep happening because it goes on and off repeatedly. Mm. They don't just say, like, well, I'm now in this girl's body. That's the end of it. No, they bounce back and forth. Dude, that's yeah. a really interesting thing for me, and I think why not only is it absolutely gorgeous to look at and the performances... Stunning the, the, animation. The uh, soundtrack is incredible. It's all-time great. Ragwimps, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that that swapping back and forth and mm. the fact that they return to their bodies with the notes and stuff, mm. I think is such a cool twist and such a cool way of doing it. Instead of, you like, using Freaky, my previous example, as yeah. an example, like, you have 24 hours. If mm. you don't swap back before midnight, you'll be permanently swapped forever. It's like, no, there's something else going on here. There is a back and forth kind of swap, which is way less common than yeah. the typical, yeah. oh, we swapped until we work out our problems or until we solve this thing or one of us dies mm. or whatever it is. There's usually yeah. that kind of yeah. catch-all thing that solves the problem. This is way more mysterious and weird, and the, the time dilation, for want of a better phrase, sure. is another layer of twist on it, which I really, really like. I think Your Name does something that few anime films do in a way where you actually get to fondle boobs when you're, <laughs> when, when you're existing in a girl's body. Isekai. No. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah, that's often encountered even yeah, when they're yeah. isekai'd into a fridge or a dog or i'm whatever. now a vending machine shit yep. yep but i still got these hot cans that's real folks <laughs> isekai'ing into a vending machine is a real thing and a dog which is even worse it turns it's out it's into a dog so it's that girls will up. hug you it's, a, it's a, fucking it's a, it's a dog harem everybody oh, welcome to that anyway anime your, your name is an absolute masterpiece um I think considered by a lot of people as like a modern anime masterpiece in general. Absolutely. It is also the third highest grossing film in the history of Japan, which yeah. is mad. I should point out very quickly, both of my picks have 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa, that's a teaser. I'll tell you, one for free, Freaky just 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fucking hell. Um, do you guys know what the two other, the, the top two highest grossing films in Japan? Mugen Train. Mugen Train is number one. Demon Slayer Mugen Train is number one. The, uh, I feel like I never said the one. It's also an anime. Surprise, fucking surprise. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero? Uh, no, no. Oh. That mm. is quite a way down, actually. Interesting. That is below Detective Conan Black Eye and Submarine, apparently. Wow, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, it's big. Spirited Away? Spirited Away is correct. Yeah. So yeah, top three is Mugen Train, which is the Demon Slayer mm. movie. Uh, Spirited Away, and then you want to name at number three. And then you've got the One Piece movie after that as well. Like, oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, that's how much of a big deal your name is. It mm. took over Japan and is considered by most people as like one of the best animated films of all time. No, so I didn't say anime there. One of the best animated films yeah. of all time. It is a fucking masterpiece. You should go out of your way to see your name. It is brilliant. I agree. I thoroughly agree. And again, as a body swap film, it does a lot of unique and original things 100%. with it. That it's people might say, I don't like it. It's like, well, watch it before jj abrams makes a shit version and you go, oh, i didn't really get on with that yeah i wonder why uh tim hello we've got some teenage girl stuff going on here what, what yeah. do you got for us uh more teenage girl stuff hey and also more time dilation hey or time one 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 could one could argue is is it is it a body sort of film is it a time travel film oh. like being in a coma yeah uh, you just wake up and you're a little older. Exactly. Some um, people wake up speaking different languages. And that's stuff. very true. Very yeah. True. Uh, if that wasn't enough of a clue for you, I'm going to talk about 13 going on 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, is that another 20 year old movie mm-hmm. now? 
that is I did the maths on this earlier. Oh. So um in 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 the film, uh uh Jennifer Garner's character uh goes from being thirteen in nineteen eighty seven yeah. to being thirty in the year the film comes out, two thousand and four. If you were thirteen when thirteen going on thirty came out, oh God, you would have jumped forward to twenty twenty one. Oh my God, that's a worse jump. <laughs> right in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I can't wait to be 30. What? Sorry, what? Nope. How many people are dead? Stay inside. Yeah. What do I do for my job? What? <laughs> I just want to go back to 2004 Four. with yeah. the Iraq war. I think that's just a very bad <laughs> trade up either way. It's just a bad century, guys. Pretty bad um, so far, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that'll make you feel old. The, the fact that we've already yeah. passed that that uh, threshold. But yes, um, 13 going on 30, kind of very, very much following the big mold. Yes. And, and, and yeah. you know, almost mold. explicitly in its marketing was, was basically saying like, hey, it's like big, but for girls. Um, mm. And obviously the main difference being the time jump that is involved. Yes. Where, whereas in big, he just is suddenly... Tom Hanks. A boy goes missing. A boy. A boy goes missing, and Tom Hanks appears. Um, <laughs> the Polar Express. The Polar Express. <laughs> exact same thing. Um, uh, in this, uh, essentially, she kind of she quantum leaps into her own body in the future. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Having having lived out the life in the intervening years, but with no memory of it. Yeah. Um, and. You know, part of the interesting thing about that film is that she realizes, oh shit, actually, because I cho- made certain decisions when I was a teenager, I've actually kind of grown up to be an awful person. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's kind of the most interesting part. Uh, you know, it, obviously, Jennifer Garner does an absolutely fantastic performance. She like, the really film, does. the film really realize like it's so much her film obviously she's the main character but like you know name the director of 13 going on 30 name the writers you can't yep um i doubt even matt can no i actually can't oh so stumped him at last yeah the 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 reason that film succeeds is because of jennifer oh wait hang on Zack snyder (laughs) (laughs) thanks for slow motion yeah sorry um yeah, that she is the reason that that film succeeds, and her performance is so magnetic and like really captures that that sense of like the 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 wish fulfillment of it initially, mm. and then the growing kind of disappointment and disillusionment with adult life, and and realizing like, oh wow, I'm I've grown up and I'm estranged from my parents, and mm. I'm like cutthroat and kind of shitty at work and i never got around to fucking mark ruffalo which, you know, <laughs> uh, hey, we've we, all tried to do we've, yeah if you you know if you if you can you must um bends the rules yeah exactly there's a disney film called the kid mm. it's eh, it's where bruce willis uh is living alone and a little boy arrives played this, by mark ruffalo no played by jennifer garner set sent by tom hanks <laughs> It is Tom Hanks. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's the kid from Big. That's where he ended up. <laughs> no, it's it's basically meant to be a young version of that character mm. that Bruce Willis is playing. And he has a conversation with it and he's like, oh, this is terrible. 
I, I don't have a dog. I don't have a beautiful wife. And my eye uh, 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 keeps twitching. He's like, it's just a it's just a dry eye. No, it isn't. And he hates himself. And he's like, no, you're shit. Yeah. And he hangs around with him. Whereas this is the whole difference of like, rather than being visited by the ghost of the past, it's, mm. no, you are that. And you've seen how those, you know. And the interesting difference being the perspective of direction. So for mm. the, the kid movie, it's Bruce Willis is in the now. We were introduced mm. to that character and much like the family, uh, I forgot the name of the film now. Um, the one with Nicolas Cage, where he um, oh, um, the Family Man, Family Man. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. The Family Stone. That's a very different movie. Yeah, um, no, the Family Man. Yeah, where he's like, oh no, I'm in a different version of my body, where I'm married to Taylor Leone, um, rather than being in a penthouse. And I, re I resent my penthouse. Um, this is like, no, no, no. The the kid is the main character, and Garner, you're absolutely right, sells it. Because in the same way Hank sells it, yeah. you should think, this person is fucking obnoxious. Yeah. But there's a charm that she sells through. It's like, mm. God, that's an infectious energy. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo feels it. Yeah. Which says a lot of uncomfortable things about Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I mean, they, they, it's like, oh, we've learned the lesson of big. We're not going to have a sleep with someone because she's technically still a 13 year old girl even if she's driving a 30 year old woman's body she has the mind of yes Ooh. exactly um but it does yes like it does raise the question of like so is so mark ruffalo's falling in love with her but she's a 13 year old girl okay let, let's just let's just Br let's have a dance sequence let's yeah, go yeah start playing thriller <laughs> job done look it's andy circus um <laughs> Uh, and the thing that I find most fascinating, actually, and uh, that makes this episode very topical, oh, or at least shit. a little topical, oh shit, is that about a week and a bit after this episode comes out, uh, there's a film coming out on Netflix called Family Switch. Oh yes, oh yes, Ed starring Ed Helms and Jennifer Garner, and it's a body swap film. Bloody hell! Yeah, um, and it's 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 slightly weird that oh Jennifer Garner's. Back Do doing some body swapping. Back doing it again. At back acting like a teenager. And now um, she's in her 50s. Yeah. Is that right? 40, 40, 40, yeah. yeah. About that. She'll still be fucking great, I imagine. Yeah. But it's an Ed Helms-based comedy, so I feel like it's going to be not as good. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I'm not sure how many actors there are out there who've done multiple body swap films. Yeah. Very good Especially point. 20 years apart. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, so. nature of remakes and fucking Hollywood running out of ideas it, it, in inverted commas. Yeah, I imagine we'll see more of them. Yeah, the, the only one I can think of that there's the there's Ryan Reynolds was in the Change Up, and then didn't he also have like like a Ben Kingsley film where he yes. rents his body out to a millionaire or something like that? Uh, no, well, Ben Kingsley is a millionaire who inhabits this new body. Yes, you know, safeless or something like that. Selfless, selfless. There it is, not safeless. Selfless. Yes. Yeah. God. And I feel like I've got to look it up because I seem to remember the director is someone you wouldn't think. And it's going to bug me. So I'm going to Google it right now. Zach yeah. Snyder. Zach Snyder. <laughs> Rob Schneider. I, I imagine if I had a corporate director, no one's ever. It's Tarsem fucking Singh. <laughs> I wanted to guess Tarsem <laughs> Singh yeah. for some reason. Yeah. It is terrible. Because um, <laughs> I love Tarsem Singh. I think he produces some fascinating, really interesting visual stuff. This ain't one of them. Yeah. This is a proper, like, eh, make some money. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I am a genuine, genuinely big fan of 13 going on 30. I think it's a really fun film. Um, it, it, again, it's so 
powered by her performance um and um and and came from that weird period where Mark Ruffalo just seemed to be doing rom-com boyfriend yeah like material safe you know cuddly 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 old, material yeah cuddly old Mark Ruffalo yeah um what are you doing in my house oh, I I I live here that's a Reese the Spoon film I think where he's yeah, yeah. where he's uh she's a, a ghost she She's a ghost. She's in a coma. Fucking ridiculous. I saw that in the cinema. Same, I think. I can't remember the fucking that name. Doesn't, the that doesn't count for anything, mate. You see all <laughs> the films in the cinema. True. I can't fault that. Yeah. Anyway, Jack, we're back round to you. Are we talking about teen girls again? No. Oh, shit. Oh, teen boys. No. no. Oh, shit. A boy who's been taken by Tom Hanks. <laughs> In a way, yes, but also no. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to talk about a film that has 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. God damn. I want to talk about Being John Malkovich. Oh. Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. That weird, weird John Cusack puppeting. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. We talked about puppeting earlier. This is the film where you talk about it where a film... The main character is essentially literally a puppeteer and we get into a whole literal puppeting of other people's bodies through a portal in an office. It's, it's, it sounds weirder because it is. <laughs> it's Spike Jones. It's it, weird. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it turns out that portal in the office is into the mind of and body of John Horatio Malkovich. <laughs> I do love the sound design, the visual of, of that. Because I think the actual... actual- yeah. Yeah, 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 I love the idea because you think like, well, what does it mean to be in someone's body? POV. It's like, well, this. It's like, no, 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 no. What would it actually be like? Well, actually, no. If you're in someone's head, you're going to be a f- little bit back, so you're going to have that slight fisheye lens. Yep. And it's going to sound a little bit off around here because you're not hearing through the voice. You're hearing through. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. It's brilliant and weird. Uh, Cameron Diaz is fucking brilliant in it. Uh, John Cusack is weird in it. <laughs> <laughs> very weird yeah uh charlie sheen is himself in it because he's <laughs> friends with john Mal- so i was looking this up earlier the, the credits john malkovich is credited as john horatio malkovich i love that it, it, there's a few different things that have done that where it's like oh a person's playing themselves but we'll give them a fictional middle name correct because they're now it's it's now a different version it's now a different yeah. version yeah that is not john malkovich's real middle name but then charlie sheen is playing himself yeah <laughs> <laughs> what what universe uh, is this is yeah anyway and if for those of you who don't know the premise i kind of just said it and kind of glossed <laughs> glossed over it there is a portal in an office that goes into john malkovich's head and john cusack does it cameron diaz does yeah. it they have a whole argument about how this works oh, sorry and john malkovich does it and then eventually yeah. the, the malkovich 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 moment where John Malkovich goes into his own brain and everyone has his face and only says the word Malkovich. Yeah. And what Fucking is it, hell. What is it? You're in there for like an hour and then yes. you get spat out next to the New Jersey Turnpike Correct. or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so quirky and weird. And I remember I watched it when I was probably too young to understand what the fuck was going on. Mm. And granted, in my 30s, I'm still not sure. <laughs> I definitely watched it when I was too young and I rewatched it reasonably recently as mm. a fully formed 
critically aware adult <laughs> within a the fully la- formed man yeah within the last sort of five to ten years mm. or so i was like fully I'm, erect I'm fully erect all bricked up as i learned and that is a phrase that apparently <laughs> means <laughs> fully erect god damn yeah um and i was like this is even weirder than i thought it was but i kind of love it yeah mm. it's I- mad it's quirky and weird and very spike jones and very john malkovich because he's an eccentric motherfucker (laughs) and the fact that it dives into such weird interesting and and dark places like um lottie which is cameron diaz's character has a whole discussion about her gender and their gender Mm. excuse me they are a transgender character Mm. by the by the end of the film they're discussing exploring different genders and stuff Mm. something i kind of talked about in freaky is kind of a bit of a joke Mm. i'm like Oh, look, Catherine Newton is Vince Vaughn. Mm. Ha mm. ha, they swap genders or whatever. But this actually has a conversation about that. I was like, huh. In the really, 90s. Right? Yeah. This is 1999. Like, this yeah. is a whole thing where, you know, so often the three of us play RPGs and, mm. you know, D&D and tabletop RPGs and stuff like that. The ability to explore different characters and different sexualities and genders and all this kind of stuff is a very cool thing to do in fantasy. Mm. And to have this film have that conversation in a body swap context, because it would ne- never occur to me. They're like, oh yeah, you swap and have someone else's body who is of a different gender, has different genitals to you, mm. has a different mindset to you, whatever. They're like, oh yeah, that would alter your perspective of yourself mm. and maybe help you to realize things and be this almost weird kind of version of therapy. And they're these, both of those, the, the Schwartzes, um, are these kind of like very quirky artsy kind of characters and they start using this as a way to like explore themselves and understand mm. their own identities and mm. stuff like this is really fucking interesting it's fucking mm. weird but fucking I mean, interesting <laughs> at the same time it, it is the it's what all of those other body swap films are doing but taking it seriously yeah in a way that they don't, and actually diving into the psychology, because ultimately, you know, you go back to your Freaky Fridays and whatever, and it's like, yeah, the ultimate lesson of that is like, understand the other person and understand yourself better. And like, that's exactly what being John Malkovich is about, but it's like, it's actually going like, what if we took this psychologically seriously? What if we said like, what is the experience of puppeting another body around? And what would that do to you afterwards? Especially as to start with, and for a very long part of the running time, nobody is puppeting Malkovich. Mm. You are a passenger. Yeah. Yes. It's a proper body. They eventually work out how to do it because Craig is a puppeteer, right? Yeah. 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 It's the body hijack, and then it becomes an actual hijack. I do like the whole, like, you know, making a pass at, uh, and she says, no, 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 only through Malkovich. (laughs) (laughs) It's the, like, yeah, no, I'll I'll be intimate with you, but not like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, fascinating film. It's such a weird, mm. fascinating film. Like, it sounds like I've spoiled a lot. I have not. Oh, God. Yeah. No. There's so much other stuff going on. I won't mm. spoil the ending because I think the inter- ending is very interesting. I think very clearly inspired particular episodes of Black Mirror. There's a weird mm. little connection for you. Sure. Um, I think, yeah, it, it's one of the most unique, weird films that has a lot to say in a genre, as we're kind of talking mm. about in this episode, that is so as you were saying to him, so easily saturated with tropes and jokes and all this kind of stuff. It's a weird taking itself kind of seriously, but also funny artsy version of it. Hello, Spike Jones. Mm. Weird way of doing this interpretation of body swap stuff and 
The fact that just out of everyone they could have picked, it's going to be John Malkovich. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking, of course it is. Yeah, like, you could have picked so many other actors, and it would it would so shift the tone of the film mm. in so many different ways. I kind of want to see like being Nicolas Cage or like <laughs> being Jack Nicholson. That's the or something, most twenty like. twenties version, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> being Nicolas Cage. I mean, yeah, that would be like the unbearable weight of massive yes, talent, exactly. yeah, yeah. but yeah, Nicolas Cage esque type thing. Mm, yeah, and you get these weird kind of like moments where they're literally battling for control and they try to explain it to other people and other people are getting involved and multiple people are in there at the same time and they're literally battling for control and as you said matt like craig because he's a puppeteer that's john cusack's character literally works out how to puppet john malkovich mm. at one point and then they all learn how to do that so there's this weird like evolution of the concept and the powers it's mm. not just a kind of you're you're present and you're watching there is a moment where it switches to body hijack as you were saying that mm. and that suddenly changes the tone of the film it's like oh this isn't a cool like weird it almost like starts off as like a cool little tourist how it's advertised a, sort of a, yeah, a yeah. weird like voyeuristic type yeah, experience yeah. this turns into something quite sinister yeah it's like oh shit okay in the psych <laughs> psychopathic with all due respect john it's my portal <laughs> <laughs> with in that psychopathic sort of thing it's the idea of there's only so long you can watch mm. before you want to take part. Mm. And it's like, uh, and it's the, the hesitation marks for obviously very, very horrible things I'm alluding to there. But also the idea of serial killers is like, sometimes the things you build up to killing a person, like, oh, okay, I've, I've done some awful things or I've you know, killed animals, like, but it's not enough. Mm. And then you go about thing. And, and then equally the whole like, oh, wow, I managed to move John Malkovich's arm. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's where the, the, mm. the real horror angle comes in. Mm. But it's still funny because a can gets thrown at John Malkovich's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really want to rewatch because I was exactly the same as you where I watched it like to, young enough to understand it or, yeah. or old enough to understand it, but young enough to be like, I'm only getting about 35% yeah, of what this film is talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Tim, hey, Tim. I, I reckon I can get at least as high as like 65. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tim. I saw it in the cinema. <laughs> same year. bloody did. Same yeah. year I saw The Matrix. I mean, it's, yeah, they came out in the same yeah, year. Yeah, I was 15. And I'll be honest with you, I thought and naively believed I understood those movies. I was wrong. <laughs> but one of them was a much easier one to understand. That yeah. was The Matrix. <laughs> Still need to see uh, John Malkovich reloaded. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Malkovich revolutions. Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> The one where they come back and John Markovich tries to take down Warner Brothers through some <laughs> weird forced metaphor 20 years after the original. Back to where it started. Back to being John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh you, Jonathan. God. Good Lord. Anyway, folks, go and check out Being John Malkovich. If you want something fucking weird and mm. unique, and like I said, I think it has something really interesting to say about this whole premise. It's about two hours long, give or take, just under two hours long. I think it's worth your time. I think it's a pretty unique experience in terms of cinema and in terms of this genre specifically, which is definitely why I wanted to highlight it. So uh, yeah, go and check it out. It's it's weird and got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how about you and your second pick? My other 98. So, um, your name is a great body swap, not only because it's sweet and beautiful and interesting and heart rending and all those sorts of things. And boobies. And boobies. 
but it's the body swaps continually happening. This one is fucking so the, the literal definition of body hijack. Um, and I mentioned earlier about the idea of like, well, if I walked a mile in someone's shoes, I would understand. No, I no. Depends who you put in that fucking body. Um, year after your name, 2017, get out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those, I mean, I, Peel has done some great films. His three movies have been fantastic in different ways. Uh, get out is his best movie um, because it's such a fucking, it's such a gut punch. Agreed. It's such a, yep. a powerful debut statement and such a very simple twilight zone premise but explored in a way that's very very cleverly done wonderfully and horrifyingly acted by so many amazing talents it's one of the things you list off the narcissistic fucking hell mm. um so for those who don't know i'm not going to spoil as much i'm going to try in my heart is not to spoil get out but you kind of have to um i don't want to talk about one of the big moments so go and go watch get out everybody yeah, spoiler sake. warning now Go watch Get Out. It's been it's been like five six years. You've had your time. Yeah, twenty it, yeah twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah. So um, and yeah, and you 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 deserve to see it. Treat yourself. Right now we're back. Hello. Um. So the the whole premise. There's so many underwriting thing of the just simple thing of, um, this girl Rose, and her boyfriend Chris, and they're going to meet Rose's parents, the Armitages. Um. And Chris is like, you've told them. That I'm black, right? And he's like, "Well, I don't have any problems with it." It's like, <sighs> and he's like, "I've been down this road. It's not <sighs> okay." And he said, "No, no, seriously, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." And it's that classic thing where, um, not even fish out of water. It's the whole idea of I don't want to do this. I don't feel comfortable, but I'm being polite. And your brother's a fucking asshole, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then there's this. Very sinister underwriting uh, tone throughout. And then it's revealed. And the revolution is so fucking shocking. It's like, that's insane. Are you out of your fucking mind? Because as I said earlier, imagine if some old rich white dude is in the body of a young African-American and says, ah, oh, but now I understand the plight. No. They'd be like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, they have everything. All societies get it. I've read my time on TV. That's all mm. I see. You know, that usual right-wing bollocks. You're like, and you think literally transplanting your brain into this vessel is going to make you somehow better, fitter, stronger. That's the whole point people are bidding on, on Chris, specifically for his eyes, because he's a photographer and things. Um, and it's monstrous. Utterly, utterly fucking monstrous. As well as talking about a societal thing about being uh, suppressed in the industry and the sunken place and all that representation of it all is it's 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 such a, a, a literal literally a multifaceted movie. Yeah, yeah. Saying so much, but as a body swap film, it's full up there with the whole science fiction thing. It's literally I'm going to use some sort of really creepy, weird hypnotherapy kind of suggestion stuff to suppress what consciousness you have. And put this old man inside you. It's like, that is stupid. But it's like, but it's so terrifying. The metaphor is so f- phenomenal. You just go along with it. Yeah. 
like the the auction scene in particular i remember uh jordan peele talking about it and it was kind of he said it was kind of a follow-up but taking it way more seriously obviously to the key and peel sketch of the slave auction yes where the other slaves keep getting bought and key mm. and peel are like man what's wrong with me yeah what how come i don't keep getting picked like oh man oh, of course you're going for him yeah, yeah he's, he's, of, course, he's a, of course you're gonna pick yeah. him he's really handsome, he's six yeah. foot five and like yeah, yeah whatever man and this old man comes on oh, okay okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah now i'm ready okay now's my time and it's, like again it's the horrifying black comedy of it exactly all, but still yeah, yeah uh just so we know Black comedy meeting. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said that, you paused. I was like, I know you're about to say. I, it's one of African American comedy. Fucking <laughs> sake. <laughs> Nowhere to go from there. You carry on, Jack. Uh, yeah, I, I think Get Out for me is still Jordan Peele's best movie, and I think it it had a twist that got me so much. I had a delayed reaction to it. It's one of the very, very Ooh. few times where there is a moment, and I went like, Oh fuck wait what the fuck oh my god <laughs> and it's the moment where she catches the car keys oh yeah yeah or the door keys catches the keys yeah and i'm like oh oh then oh oh my god oh it, my god it, it's she's the, been doing it the whole time yeah, oh my the, god they hear someone they hear someone's like they i had an the whole time yeah right yeah it that so blew my mind and i i, I held out hope for an extra like few seconds before I let I let the reality of the twist sink in, and my little hopeful brain was like, "Oh, that's the, uh, oh, oh, no, oh no, it's even worse than we thought. <laughs> oh fucking hell, it's been yeah. this, this whole thing, and everyone's in on it, and yeah. it's a whole thing, and like, mm. even going back to like the tiny little moments, like the Keith Stanfield is uh, inc- yeah. incredible and yeah. on screen for like." 90 seconds or something yeah. like that, <laughs> yeah. but has the single tear and the shaking and stuff. Mm. It's like fucking brilliant performances and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it's and they're, full they're, of brilliant performances. Betty Gabriel as, as Georgina the housekeeper, yes. but also the grandmother. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the, the bit where the camera flash goes off and he regains control. Yes. And it's like, yeah, that is, that is the horror of a, of a body switch, yep. yeah. you know? Cause you'll know you're going straight back. Yeah. That's the whole like, because uh, yeah, that's as you say it, but, well as i mentioned earlier the whole, like, what happens then you vomit and you go into a coma yeah yeah it's like and there it is yeah and it, uh, through an actor and we went about the idea of doing that kind of performance this fucking straw hat wearing yeah well good day yeah i think i need to lie down it's like yes. what the fuck are you doing yeah and that's not just like a, a trope of like well that's uncharacteristic it's like mm. well you know that's that's a racist assumption yeah but it's like no cuz there's a lot of things here that don't add up. It's not just one thing that's off. Yeah. Everything's off. And then you get the flash and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great body swap. Great body hijack. Full on. Mm. Um, terrifying in multiple ways. Yeah. Um, and glorious. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's a weird kind of comparison to make now we put them back to back to John Malkovich, right? Mm. Having yeah. Weirdly taking it seriously in a very different way, yeah. but showing the consequences of it. And I think John Malkovich, being John Malkovich, does that in a really interesting way. And Get Out has that in spades where it is a whole conversation about the consequences of these actions and what it means, what it does to that person's brain and this whole thing. Like like I said, that brief moment with the camera flash where snapping back to reality and then back in again is so traumatic and heartbreaking for the viewer, let alone for what is going through that character's mind. Mm. and 
yeah, it, we get so often like I started off with Freaky as like, ah, it's silly bollocks. Yeah. You all know Freaky Friday and a lot of time we spent in the first half like saying it's used for comedic effect or it's used for this, used for that. Like having these ones where it takes itself more seriously and they couldn't be two more different films exploring yeah. kind of weirdly similar concepts, mm. but doing it, it in entirely If you ways. like this, you'll love this. It's like, yeah. uh, imagine uh, that in the Netflix recommendation box. Yeah. That's, that's an AI recommendation. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, these yeah. are definitely, things. Definitely. I also would say that this is the first one on the list of things we discussed thus far. Of, uh, mm. uh, although, not to spoil Tim's, oh. similar link here. Oh. Mm. This is one of the only ones that has an agenda behind it. Yes. Everyone's like, how did this happen? Mm. Oh my God, we've got to go back. Just It's just a thing. It's just mm. supernatural. It's just strange. Nope. This is a bunch of white people actively doing this mm. and perpetuating this. has something to say. <laughs> That's exactly right. And and, and it's the, the film where it's like, how do we stop this? I think, I think you need to kill those white people. Yeah. Um, I think I think you need to take that antler down off the wall yeah. and yeah. run some people through with it. Get some help from the TS motherfucking A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, speaking of the whole like an agenda an actionable thing, doing something intentionally. Mm. Let's pass it over to Tim Matum. Yeah. So talking about films that take it very seriously um, and also films that have over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Yeah, 90 92%. Nothing but bangers. Yeah. And freaky. Listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think my film really tackles it in the most... Of all the films we discussed, the most like grounded, realistic way, um, that's that's just it's almost like cinema verite, but without, but with just this one. Tim, there's prison boots. The the, the prison boots, yeah. yeah, that's the one extraordinary element. It's in the it. important bit. Yeah, I'm talking about face off. Fuck yeah, we're talking about face off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> I'm Caster Troy. I'm, I'm Caster Troy. Troy. Um, no more drugs for that man. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I fucking love Face Off. Yeah, I know. It runs a little too long. A little. A little, little My only complaint about that fucking yeah. movie. It's fucking brilliant. It's the change up, but the worst kind. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. What? 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 A. A. A deeply weird film <laughs> to make. Uh. John Woo make his like American debut. Um, John, uh, of all people, like, what a weird episode for us to be talking about all these directors. We're like, let's tell some sing. It's John Woo. What the <laughs> fuck? Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, people who haven't seen Face Off. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Go and, uh, watch, go and watch Face Off. Go and watch Face Off. Hello again. Did you enjoy it? It's, um, it's a little too it's, long. It's earned just a little bit less than your name uh, in the Japanese box office. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it is a film about a uh, a, a sort of a freelance terrorist. I guess he's meant to be. It's the nineties. He doesn't he's have just, to have a fucking yeah, label. Exactly. He's just a crazy guy. Yeah. Um, and the FBI agent who is a who is attempting to track him down, um, whose whose son has been killed, uh, by by this guy, uh, a few years back. Um, so it happens when you do a terrible sniper job. Uh, yes, yes, on a carousel. Um, Wait until he gets off. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, uh, this, this, the FBI agent, and and uh, manages to catch this guy, 
I should I should name these guys. The, the, the FBI agent's called Sean Archer, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 villain, the terrorist, is Caster Troy. And uh, they finally manage to catch him, but he's heavily injured and he goes into a coma. But in the course of their investigation, they realize, oh, he's planted a bomb somewhere, and we need to find out where it is. So we do and the there's only, only one way. There's only can... one way we can do this. Detective work. Yes. Your job. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not get ridiculous. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Let's be very grounded and understanding yeah, yeah. about yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they surgically remove Caster Troy's face and transform Sean Archer into him so that he can go into prison and meet his brother, the Caster Troy's brother, and like find out where the bomb has been hidden. And then, of course, halfway through this operation, Caster Troy wakes up, forces the, the, the doctors to transform him into Sean Archer, <laughs> and then kills everyone involved. So no one knows. It's like, you know, it's oh, off he's the books. He's, he's, it's like going undercover, but even more so. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then they You've just see the departed, right? And, and then, that... uh, uh, yeah, well, it literally inspired. Uh, in infernal affairs yeah. yeah um and uh and then you know as as the movie says they just let's just try and kill each other um and yeah and it is john travolta and nicholas cage playing essentially both of these roles yeah um it starts out with john travolta as the heroic figure and nicholas cage as as the villain and then of course they swap faces he, um, he takes his face off. There it is. Uh, you didn't see it, listeners. For those who've seen the movie, yes, Tim did the hand gesture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can't not. Um, and uh, I mean, it's it's it feels like one of those things, like like um, you know, when you have the uh, the diagonal uh, arrangement of the names on movie posters, or like when the Rock counts to make sure that he does he has an equal oh, yeah. number of punches to Vin Diesel. It's like John Travolta and, and Nicolas Cage were both approached and were like, well, I don't want him to be the hero. I want to be the hero. And the other one went, well, I don't want him to be the hero. I want to be the hero. It's like, well, we've come up with an idea where both of you are the hero, but also both of you are the villain. Oh, I like that. Well, you have a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, you get to John Travolta, you get to see yourself go, ooh, you good looking, <laughs> which is weird and John Travolta. Yeah. What about you, Nicholas Cage? I could suck a piece for hours. <laughs> oh, eat a piece for hours. Would you be grateful if I let you suck my tongue? <laughs> it's like, there we go. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, and then oh John God. Travolta was like, "Can I touch a child's face in a very weird way?" And John Woo was like, "Go wild! I I've guess. got these doves to wrangle." <laughs> um, we'll adopt a new boy and then indoctrinate him by just going face rub face rub you know yeah. Scientologist yep uh, <laughs> transfer my Scientology <laughs> into you um, it is official <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's a buck wild film <laughs> truly truly mad um, at, but but just it's it's you know people talk about it, it's it's in the holy trinity of Nicolas Cage like action films of the the late nineties. It's this the yeah, rock and Con Air absolutely. Um, yep, and you know it's I I haven't rewatched the rock in a long while, but and I think my favorite is Con Air because it's 
just the fucking also equally weird. Um, it's weird. The, the Rock, the fucking Rock, Michael Bay. Mm. That's the most grounded of those three yep, films. It absolutely is. Yep. And it involves Sean Connery breaking into Alcatraz. A, a film in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I maintain all three of these movies are different kind of batshit, but they're genuinely on par. They peak, are. They are cage. really shouldn't yeah. be, don't deserve to be, but somehow all equally amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it has some truly spectacular action from John Woo. You know, this is him. If it didn't, you'd be worried. Right? You, you yeah. would be worried. Yeah, uh, it's him at his his slow motion dove, two pistols. You know, dual wielding golden <laughs> guns. Yeah. Uh, just Fuck, at yeah. his best. Uh, it reuses the boots from Mario, the Super Mario Brothers. It certainly does. Uh, movie. This is the thing. I just want. This is this is some pure Kino. Yeah, I, oh, Tim. <laughs> um, I want to. I want to just. Put a little bit of a caveat here because you know three white dudes on a podcast mm. it's obviously not good <laughs> 92 percent on rotten tomatoes matthew exactly it's obviously not good um no it, it, you can't just go like oh you know here's a high point of cinema oh I'm, i might as well include this as well yeah you know did you really enjoy this tarkovsky film yeah 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 yeah. but fucking hang on a minute face yeah. off I really enjoy, it's a very fun and silly action movie mm. with a surprising amount of heart and some very good and entertaining performances. Mm. Um, that being said, mm. <laughs> the actual, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this, the actual premise initially, it, it, the suspension of disbelief makes you go, you know what? All right. Because if you take away the whole, he has to have his face removed <laughs> and his hairline changed and somehow shed a lot of fucking weight that's that's the, <laughs> that's the thing that's truly because it's like oh we did surgery to move their faces like and what about their fucking bodies because you, you literally see like the big hairy chest yeah they do a, like a little bit of like oh yeah we like waxed your chest so you look like nicholas cage yeah. it's like but you're still fucking john travolta's body yeah, yeah. i love that they're like oh no my face oh my fucking face make me john travolta what about all that chest here Stitching it, yeah. <laughs> pick it up off the floor. Yeah. Um, but it's the fact that I'm going undercover into the prison to talk to the brother of this guy, mm. and because I'm so like my family have suffered because I'm so obsessed with this guy. Yeah, I can impersonate. I can go yeah, inside. I'm out. the only one who can. Yeah. who could pretend. Because it gets into that thing of like, well, surely you'd know mm -hmm. that someone's you know imitating this person, and it's like. Yeah, the reason that they go to these extreme lengths is because he's literally the only, because he's so obsessed with it, yep. he's the only person who could conceivably convince the brother that, no, I am... I know all the I, details. Test I'm me. Castor Troy. Yeah. I'm Castor Troy, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's the test me thing, right? Because yeah. it's the whole like, well, ask me something only you and I would know. It's like, mm. well, I know everything about you. Mm. Except he doesn't know about his own kid thing, but that, that's yeah. the thing. Um, but the... Interesting thing about that is it's like, yeah, it goes into prison undercover to find out that that kind of makes sense. And mm. he's the right person to do it. But rather than just doing a white chick style mask that's like, I think we're gonna work. Yeah. I better just take his imagine white chicks if they took their face. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it hell. So much darker. Yeah. <laughs> just the face, nothing else. Yeah. Don't change anything else. Um but yeah, specifically, um, the idea that it's like, okay, fine, where's this prison? It's a maximum security facility <laughs> on an oil rig yeah. with ma ma magnetic boots. I'm like, 
what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? What is th- this? Is you know that's the the wooism, the action yeah. nonsense. Again, it's entertaining crap. Mm. Um, I also love the idea that a parent would name a, a, their child Castor, knowing that there's a twin star system called Castor and Pollux. And like, yeah, well, we'll get the next we, one. Yeah, we'll have. Sorry, we 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 called the first one Castor. So you have you have to be called Pollux. Pollux. <laughs> Don't go near Britain for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Your name's Balex. <laughs> um, yeah, Face Off is great. It's an interesting body swap because as you say, like the idea of uh, in your name, for example, or Get Out, they're, you're not the complete strangers who get to know each other. Get Out, it's the idea of acquiring a product. Mm. It's getting to know that person's ability. Like, ah, good photographer. I'll bid for that because I'm losing yeah. my eyesight and I want to keep up my photography. Mm-hmm. Tell me about why you, uh, you know, it's interviewing for a job in a weird way. Mm. Except the job is... Any, you know, any family history of illness? <laughs> yeah, any exactly. allergies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that kind of shit. Fucking ridiculous. But in terms of like um, this one, it's the idea of knowing people so intimately mm. to the detriment of your own existence. Mm. Uh, and, but then equally, you know, uh, again, there's a moment where um, someone said, uh, how do you recover so quickly from the surgery? And you know, Travolta turns around like, fuck, I've been rumbled. What surgery is this? To take the stick out of your ass. And go, ah, <laughs> ah, I'm the FBI. I'm going to go make love to my wife. I'm, oh. I'm going to fuck Joan Allen and teach yep. my daughter to stab her shithead boyfriend. Stab, yep. twist. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great film, and it, and it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, we can't come back of John Malkovich and get out and face off. But then... Face off, it, knowing it knows what it does. Well, that's that's the thing. It, 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 there's when I'm thinking about you know like doing film reviews on Letterboxd or whatever, or, or or just how I think of films. Like there are certain films that are like transcendently good. Yeah. But then I think of like a, to me, a four star film is a film that does everything that it sets out to do extremely well. Yeah. And fair. Face Off absolutely does that i can't fault that it's like true. john woo knows what he is making <laughs> and he made the hell out of it yeah. you know and everyone everyone is at the same level yeah. like everyone is performing you know both yeah. cage and travolta are making some big swings and it works absolutely absolutely do you know john travolta is two inches taller than nicholas cage they transferred those two inches. They too. transferred those two inches. Magnetic yeah. boots. Magnetic boots. <laughs> what it's all about. His penis would have been made the same though. Magnetic magnetic <laughs> penis. Magnetic penis. <laughs> magnetic boots just pulls it all down. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> pulls it all down. I don't need to know what it means. <laughs> Maybe he's got like a Prince Albert and the magnetic boots. Good boot. lord, Matthew. <laughs> Good lord. Activate the prison. Lock it down. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's pulling the stick out of my ass. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, those are our body swap films, folks. We'll end on a penis piercing joke. <laughs> because welcome to Sequelizers. Hope you've enjoyed the interseason. It's been 15 episodes of chaos and madness and fun. Yeah. Hopefully, you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another interseason episode. That's right. It's not 15 oh, episodes. Oh, shit. Episode 16. The end of year sort of extra Christmassy bonus special episode. Very unique. Very unique. We are going to be joined. That's right. Joined what? by John 
fucking Scarrett. John Horatio John Scarrett. bloody Hannah. <laughs> Not John Hannah. John Scarrett, the artist who has done all of our artwork for many, many years. You know, done all of our t-shirt designs, our logo designs, all of the cool things you've seen on the uh, main season episodes where we are transformed in little cartoon mm. forms. All of the avatars I mentioned at the top of the episode when we talk about Patreon and stuff. John knows his stuff. Oh, yeah. John is brilliant. And we're going to be talking... I'm going to spoil it right now. Go for it. Hype it up. We're going to be talking about movie posters. Because we're yeah. going to have a professional artist in <laughs> to talk about artwork that revolves around movies. And it's something we've been talking to John for a while now to have him on the show. The plan mm. was to have him... We've been trying this for years. Literally like pandemic yeah. <laughs> era type stuff. And we've finally lined everything up. So next week we will be joined in person in studio because he's also local as well. For the first time since the three of us have just been the three of us. Yeah. For an actual full episode, John Scarrett will join us. First for official guest. First official guest on Sequelizers ever. If this goes well, there is a possibility we may do more guests in the future in interseason stuff. Last official guest. <laughs> I don't I don't want to promise anything just yet. That is a possibility. If they something you would like to see and maybe something we could work out, let us know. That is a potential thing we could do for mm. interseason stuff in the future. But we'll be worrying about that in a few months at the earliest. So don't worry about that. Next week is John Scarrett's episode. That will be episode 16 of this interseason. So you get an extra bonus interseason episode as well. And then we'll be back in January with season 13, kicking things off in style in 2024. That does mean we'll have a couple of weeks break because we need to spend time with our loved ones and no, not, no, no. not podcast. And that things. break is for them. We'll still be recording. <laughs> God damn it, Matthew. You're right. <laughs> I've got to remind you that every time. I, man. I, I hate that you're right. But they break for Christmas because they have to go see their loved ones. Oh, we right. They recording. have loved ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll be recording on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. The Boxing grind Day. Yeah. never stops. Yeah. You, got, you guys are my loved ones. So, oh, oh you're my loved ones. Well, Tim. <laughs> now I'm erect. <laughs> Lord. One anyway, of my many. I mean, to be said, I've been told you're loved. It's quite nice. That's yeah. a turn on. Yeah. Anyway. Not normal. I'm, I'm normal. You're not normal, Matthew. No, no fucking Freudian said that. Found, we found out Matt's kink. It's affection. <laughs> <laughs> no! I've been humbled. That would explain so much to him. <laughs> Just be nice to me. I've, I've not managed to do that in six and a half years. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> Turns out if you just say thank you. <laughs> oh, thanks, Matt. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, we'll be back next week, joined by John, talking all about the best, the worst, the weirdest, and the brightest of movie posters. That's right. Stay tuned for that next week. Like I said, back in 2024 with season 13. We'll confirm all this and announce it on social media and stuff, so you keep track of the schedule and all that kind of stuff. If you want to follow us in the meantime, we are sequelizers on absolutely everything. As I say at the top of the show as well, highly recommend you come and check out the Discord. It's a really cool community of sequelizer listeners talking about loads of different stuff. And there is always a post-show discussion, whether that's the Patreon release or the Tuesday release. There is always stuff going on and chats about everything from video games to parenting to politics to anime and everything in between. There are a lot of different channels and a lot of very cool people uh, hanging out and chatting in there. I am JLW Chambers on absolutely everything. If you want to come and follow me on the various social media things, I'm going to try and be better about posting because I've not posted much recently. I'm going to try and do a bit more of that in the not too distant future. Huh. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be my plan for 2024. Anyway, Matthew, how can people follow you on the internet? Stogs, S T O G H Z. 
You can also go to the red right hand at code here to read my reviews. You can go to cheesemint.com to see the very things that I am making. I mean, literally, I've been like, f um, fuck me, four years editing Super Happy Kill Time. The last episode went up in October 2019. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. But before that pandemic, I was also still filming the stuff they haven't yeah. seen yet. Um, I've been showing these guys and the main cast members the visual effects we've been working on. And I've been going through like mm. doing a Lord of the Rings edit. Like, work, work in progress. So much stuff, man. And I'm so happy with all of it. It's, it's really funny. These, I was editing, <laughs> very quickly, editing a scene with both of these two in my garage. And uh, oh, yeah. Jack's giving a speech and it's all like a bit of a very serious thing. His character's in a Northern Irish accent. Tim leans over and starts just sizing him up with a tie. And just like, what were you doing? It's like, mm, close enough. Now, that means nothing to anybody, but to me, it's very funny. <laughs> anyway. And uh, we were in your garage, and I believe our knees were touching. Like, yeah, yeah, we were. Uh, it we was were intimate. Intimate. Yep. And now, thanks to the visual effects I've been done, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll figure this out later. It'll be a particle effect. And then I realized, oh, no, that's just insect swimming and cum. Right, Tim. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, wait, hang on. Hold on. Take Sorry. a sip of my juice. There you go. <laughs> Take, speaking of insect swimming and cum, Tim, where can people find you online? <laughs> Um, you <laughs> um, if you're interested in insect swimming income, then Twitter is the place for you, isn't it? Just <laughs> it's basically what it is nowadays. There, Fucking, I'm yeah. trivia underscore lad. You can also find me trivia underscore lad on Letterboxd, where I occasionally uh, post film uh, reviews and stuff. I, Face off. Uh, I have not reviewed Face oh. Off. Um, I, I, I'm hoping over some form of the festival season that not that I get much of one working in retail, um, to like basically go through everything that I've watched the last year that I haven't put up on there because it would have been spoilers for, oh, wow. for sequelizers uh, and, course, and yeah. post a mass load of reviews at some point. Love so it. hopefully that'll happen, uh, reasonably soon. Nice. But, um, yeah. And the other place to find me is on blue sky, trivialad.bsky.social. Fucking Christ. Uh, just search my name. <laughs> it's fine. You'll find me. Scream it into a well. Tim will yeah, call out. Exactly. Just don't body swap me. Unless you ask nicely. Body swap! <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we're ending this episode. You just screaming, body swap! Unless we've already body swapped. Maybe we have. That's what you think, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, see you next week, folks. See you next week. Joined by John! Oh my Yay! god. Yay! I'm looking forward to him being on the fucking soundboard. Oh my god, we can get John's Garrett clips. Yes! <laughs> 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 <laughs>